This is the One Piece Podcast, episode 597 for the week of Sunday, November 24th, 2019. My name is Jill. And my name's Kelly. This week is our special KujaCast, our very own female-only episode, just like Amazon Lily. And joining us this week, we have Maddie. Hey, I am the artist for the podcast, and I'm usually here, but it's fun to be on an episode with only girls. Heck yeah. <laughs> Uh, we also have Sophie. Hello, thank you for having me on. Um, I'm on the My Hair Academia podcast with someone else. That'd be Kendra. Hi, I'm Kendra. I'm on the uh, I am on the My Hero Academia podcast with Sophie, and I'm also on the Haiku podcast with a few other people. And around us off, we also have Joe. Hello, I'm Joe. I help moderate the Discord. All right, I am excited for this episode. So this week we have a manga recap of manga chapter 963 titled Becoming Samurai and uh, we also have an anime recap of episode 911 Bringing Down the Emperor of the Sea A Secret Raid Operation Begins. So Kelly, do we have any news today? We do have a few bits of news. Uh, firstly, on the merchandise front, uh, the Mega Hobby uh, Expo is going to take place again uh, for the fall on November 30th. And this whole year has been the um, Portrait of Pirates 15th anniversary. So that's why you've seen a lot of figure re-releases um, and a lot of focus on more large scale Portrait of Pirates figures. And you may have seen on our Twitter a little bit earlier in the year from the Spring Mega Hobby Expo um, that they had announced a lot of uh, new figures in particular, the, the sort of like throwback versions like uh, Miss All Sunday, uh, as well as some of the older like Marco figures and, and different things like that. And of course the gigantic Kaido figure. And yeah, I'm gonna lose a lot of money to these figures. <laughs> you and me both. But very good chance we're gonna start to see some of that stuff in color because um, that's usually how the cycles go for the Mega Hobby Expo. So we'll definitely see um, those figures probably painted this time around, which I'm super excited to see Kaido's colors in particular um, because that thing is it's just gonna be absolutely mm. insane. And another thing that's going to be pretty neat for the uh, Fall Mega Hobby Expo is that they're going to have a uh, one-to-one scale um, Luffy, Snake Man Luffy, um, Gear Fourth monstrosity with all of the uh, special effects and the smoke uh, on display at this one. So it's going to be it's going to be pretty darn cool. Uh, and that's going to actually be uh, in Akihabara. So if anyone's going to Japan. Uh, during that week it's free to get in and it's going to be a ton of amazing toys silly question does one to one mean it's luffy sized uh it i think in this particular case it's luffy size when he's gigantic so oh my god <laughs> yeah <laughs> what um, the hell? I, you know what i honestly think it might be if any of you have ever seen that big inflatable that's sometimes at the jump shop yes I think it might be that, um, but I'm looking at the little advert for it right now and the stick figure looks startled <laughs> deliberately. So it's got some like little startling lines on it. So who knows how big this bad boy is actually gonna be. Um, I think, oh, it says two meters and six, oh, wow. two meters. So can anyone who's who's not on our awful- uh, Like our six awful, feet. Six feet, about. right? Yeah. yeah. 
I'm going to say we don't we don't do the measurements the right way here in the U.S. So <laughs> I was waiting for someone else to jump in, but yeah, so it's going to be pretty big. Um, so I I'm definitely looking forward to seeing some photographs of that when it comes up. Oh, um, I think it's, I think it's six five. Six five. Okay. Okay. So that's not too bad, but then I don't know why this stick figure is so startled. Darn it. <laughs> Um, and in other news, this I'm super excited about. Um, the One Piece Thousand Sunny Cruise is coming back starting oh on November 30th. So uh, if you haven't seen this, it's a replica of the ship and you can go on it and take a little cruise and there's an associated gift shop and a little restaurant and some photo ops. And I am hoping, 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 hoping that this is going to be around for a little while because I really have always wanted to go on this. I just need them to, you know, come across the uh, the ocean and just pick me up. We'll just hijack right the ship and come get you, Jill. Come across Pacific. I'll be there. <laughs> well, you know what they say. We are on the cruise. That is true. We are. That's what I say when I hijack the ship and immediately get arrested. <laughs> but I'm selfishly hoping it's at least around till March because that's the only time I'll be able to go to the area where this cruise is. So I'm really, really hoping I can go on it because I, I missed it the last time and it's always been on my list. So I'm super happy that it's come back again. All right. Does anyone have anything else they want to mention before we get to the manga recap? No? All right. Then we're ready. Let's do it. This is the manga recap for chapter 963, titled Becoming Samurai. And our title page today, we continue with Gang Beige's Oh My Family, Volume 13, The Germ Pirates Attack Countries Without a King. This is this is certainly a page that I did not see coming, because I have absolutely no idea who these people are. Um, except that one chick looks like a combination, like an unholy combination of um, Manchuri and Konis. Um, that, <laughs> or a mantis. There we go. I guess that yeah. makes sense. Well, I think all of us at first we read it as as Germa pirates. So. Yes. Yes. Uh, germ double yeah. dicks. Uh, it I took like a reread for me to realize that. I was like, okay, this is a weird branch of Germa. <laughs> I would like to point out the guy on the right is straight up wearing a replica of Brooke's suit in Whole Cake Island, complete with a skull on top of his head. I don't know if that's a reference. I don't know if that's on purpose, but it like freaked me out when I first saw it. He's and definitely like, a Soul King fan for sure. And the captain is like a reskin of Buggy. Yes. <laughs> like the budget the feet. budget Buggy. <laughs> yes, and the girl the fake is the... Buggy Pirates. Yes, they're they're the imposters. The Straw Hat's got fakes now. We Buggy has fakes. Yeah. But the girl, her her curls look like nipples. They're in a very bad spot. They really, really are. And and first I was like, is that the weird germa, like, you know, poison pink swirl thing? What the heck is going on there? And I was like, oh, that's her hair. And whatever the heck is written on her arm, which I only can see K and I. Maybe it's king because it's countries without a king. It's oh, that's very true, odd yeah. what's going on here. Uh, I mean, Dressrosa, as far as we know, still has a king. <laughs> so he's gone, though. Right? That's right. Oh, you're Has right. Has he come back from the reverie yet? Mm. And wow. it's confusing. The guy's wearing a sunflower, and then his hat has like wings, like the it's a skull with wings. So I'm like, is she? Not. 
or snot. <laughs> yeah, I think he has like like oh. like poison, like germs flying out of his face. So does that mean the thing that's on his shirt is actually like a microbe? Like remember those little germ <laughs> plushes that used to be around? Oh, you could buy like a teddy bear of syphilis or whatever. Yeah, I have gonorrhea. Excellent. <laughs> I'm gonna assume you mean plush by that. Oh, yes, oh, let's no. go with that. <laughs> And that's how we got these scars. I can't do I, yeah. I can't do a Joker impression. Now there's a new version of the Joker that we need to be included. So uh I don't really know how this is gonna I mean, obviously we just left uh I can't remember her name. I just think of her as Queen Orca Vacuzuck. <laughs> um so we've just left her and Vito ran away from that. So it'll be interesting seeing how this, you know, combines with our current story. Yeah, it's a little it's a little non sequitur. I'm kind of like, okay, we're going to tie this together somehow, but I just don't know how yet. I hope the guy at the back has like a dinosaur. Um, <laughs> like devil fruit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just wanted to have a pet dinosaur. But yeah, he has like spikes, but those might be like the germ spikes. Like, because that's what Law's symbol is too. It's like a germ or a virus thing. Right. Hmm. I these are so out of left field. I didn't they expect really this are. at all to happen. So I don't know. Yeah. All right. Anyone have anything else to say before we move on to the chapter? Uh, I just want to shout out the really boring guy who has like the band over. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes. He's just boring. Useless. Yes. Like, why is he there? <laughs> He's just there oh. to supervise. These are his kids. <laughs> <laughs> you do a good job today, kids. <laughs> oh. All right. Okay, so moving on to the chapter, uh, we get a, a scene of Zunesha saying, Long, long ago, hundreds of years in the past, we minks and the samurai of the Kozuki clan of Wano made an unbreakable pact. We swore to be brothers. If anything should happen to either side, the other will rush to their aid to fight. Though we do not know when this might happen, we shall be ready. Um, and then to start off the chapter, we, which is going to be the theme of this chapter, mm -hmm. the most adorable children, we have Dogstorm. Um, and Cat Viper as little babies going, Wano, a foreign country. I'd love to see that. Oh, God, they are so cute. Like, um, I love seeing their start, considering how far we get with them now. Mm. And we get a giraffe mink. I don't know if we've seen that before. We have seen one, but like, yeah. you've never seen one fight, which I've always wanted to see, especially <laughs> after Kaku. So. Seriously. Yes. Uh, and then we go, um, after they have set out to sea, uh, hey, where are all the islands? I heard there were a bunch. I bet there are more than five islands in the world. That many. And they're hungry because they're probably not very good at sailing because they are tiny babies with little paws. Who think there are five islands in the world? I mean, look at this boat. They're clearly not good at sailing. It's I mean, the cutest these... thing I've ever seen on Earth. But seriously, look at him with Aww. his little paddle and a sail. Somehow more prepared than Luffy. Yeah, but, that's oh, very true. Um, and uh, also, like Luffy, they capsize, uh, and they wake up, and it is not the land of dreams. It's a nightmare because they have been strung up on poles on the beach by the citizens of Wano, who are think that they're monsters. Um, and with them is a new friend. Also a tiny cute baby is a baby Kawamatsu who is not with them. He's just a kappa, but <laughs> also a monster. <laughs> and they are um, all crying. Oh, go ahead. Oh, that they're they're both wearing sashes like they were on a scout's day. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, they came from the entrance. Oh. 
What and is the badge sailing badge? Yes! Yeah. <laughs> what badges do they have? I need to know. <laughs> I don't think you either of them has their sailing badge. badge. A cuter badge. <laughs> yes. Uh, and they're saying they should have never gone to sea, never come here. This isn't how you treat brothers. Um, and the one assistants think that the beach is under a curse because little monsters have arrived and they need to burn them at the stake. Oh, just like Doflamingo. No. Yep. Uh, and then we see Kazuki Odin beat up a fish and they're screaming, burn them. And he says, there we go. Now I've got enough fish for my pot of Odin. He's just obsessed with Odin. Like, I get it. You're going to die in Odin. Like, please. Uh, and we get the cute babies crying. I thought for a second that uh, Cat Viper was, like, sleeping because, like, the tears almost look like snot. Uh, and they're just laughing and Odin is not having that. And he comes over wearing underwear that says beef tendon. That's right. <laughs> what a fantastic pair of underwear. <laughs> Seriously, they, it is the best ever. They need to sell that. Uh, yeah, Ushi, and, yes. And he's yelling, you should be ashamed of yourselves. You only fear what is different out of ignorance. It is absolutely pathetic for you to torment little children. Uh, I can't say torment is hard. <laughs> and he's like, so long. He just leaves them tied up. And they're like, don't leave us here. <laughs> That's so funny that he's just like, gives a lecture, but like, can't really like, I'm done. do anything else. I mean, he's got his food. He's, that's really all he needs. He just beats people up. That's all he, that's all he knows. Uh, and he brings them back to the castle, Curry Castle. Curry, they're very original with their names. And just like, what? What's with these monsters, Odin? They followed me here. <laughs> it's just uh, and we get some more. I'm just. Gonna, I, I have to keep saying they're very cute. But Kawamatsu is the cutest. Uh, and uh, they're saying thank you for saving us in our time of need. And uh, Neko or Cat Viper is going. It's so hot. We were already gonna die from hunger and being shipwrecked, and then we were gonna die from violence. <laughs> uh, and then he complains. Hey, this is too hot. I can't eat it. Uh, and everyone else is just like, what? Oh, I, I, I keep getting weirded out that Kinemon has blonde hair, so I keep forgetting that's him. Uh, but he says, I just can't get used to this. Talking animals? And he says, they're called minks. My father told me about them years ago. And uh, it's really cute. They're pointing at the symbol saying, yeah, I bet. We've, we have that symbol in our land, too. We and Yugura are like brothers. Uh, you saved our lives. I'm so hungry. <laughs> I think that's Kinemon just like, or no, sorry, uh, Kawamatsu is making weird huffy mouth. Or no, I think that's, I, it's sorry, it's the cat. <laughs> yeah, it's cat fiber, because you know they always have that pun saying that you have a cat's tongue, like you're sensitive. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, so. I like that the pot is almost bigger than them. <laughs> <laughs> so cute. And then we go on to the next page. He's saying, but the problem is, it's too hot for me to eat. <laughs> so don't do that cat fiber. Cats have very sensitive tongues. <laughs> as foreshadowed on the previous page. Mm. And Odin is just loving it, saying, wah, 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 listen up, cat. Odin is meant to boil. Um, but can I, I feel like I can never pronounce his name properly. Kawa, Kawamatsu? Kawamatsu. Mr. Kappa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mr. Kappa to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's loved it so much, he's semi-passed out. I think it's good. <laughs> And saying, and what's with you? The boat carrying, mo carrying mother and me sank, and we washed up on this land when we sought help. They threw rocks and called us fishermen, but mother was injured and we couldn't get back home. 
Oh, that's a very sad story. When Mother was dying, she told me that fishmen are oppressed all over the world, so I should claim that I am Kappa. I'm I'm Mr. Kappa the Kappa. <laughs> I have to say, the whole I'm a Kappa thing didn't turn out super well for him either. I was going to say, yeah. Uh, and I think this is one of the few, like, fish women that we've seen. I think we saw, like, some in the background on Fishman Island. She's a she's mermaid. mermaid. She's, oh, she's the a... one they turn 35, their tails. Oh, yeah. oh you're right. Because I saw her legs and I was like, what? Oh, and they can, they have, like, different, their kids can be whatever. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I thought she was human until I looked at her feet. Mm-hmm. Um, and he continues on the next page. First, you saved my life. Then you gave me this delicious food to eat. Thank you, sir. I will never forget what you've done for me. And, and then Cat Vibe says, oops, I have failed to express my gratitude, right? I was wasting food. Dogstorm, it's mature of you to notice, so they're already bantering each other. I thought that was adorable. It's like, oh, it's mature of you to notice. <laughs> I love his little face with his tongue sticking out. I know his tongue is just out on all these pages and I can't. Um, and they continue, sorry about that. I'll join you, Kappa. <laughs> I really need these as little, little cuddly toys. Yeah, they didn't do that before. Well, Kawabatsu looks like something from like Hello Kitty. Like all of her little different animal friends. Mm-hmm. The, the Sanrio characters. Yeah, sorry. They really do, yeah. And Cat Viper's got such a short memory. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. he goes straight back to eating that food. This is Cat. <laughs> Why, it's still too hot. Um, yeah, uh, this cat is so funny. <laughs> and then Oda carries on. There must be many more, even stranger animals out there in the world. After meeting you, I'm looking forward to going out to sea more than ever before. Be well, you three. And they all look so happy with that. Mm-hmm. And and like always, every time Odin tries to peace out, they're like, let us stay here. And they just leap on him. Uh, were you even listening to us? We don't have anywhere else to go. And so Odin continues to collect members of his little ragtag group, and, and mm-hmm. now there are more. I guess it's just in your nature to attract others, but more importantly, we've got a money problem. You lent Orochi our money again, didn't you? Why would you help him? He might be on his own now, but he was still one of Yasu, Yasu's men. I can't just abandon him. God, I just can't stand... I mean, obviously, Orochi's a bad dude, but my God. Every (laughs) every, second. I just... I can't... Like, how? I just can't deal with it. Seriously, now he's, like, lending money and causing these cuties to not have food? I can't take it. Did he, like, lie and say that he got fired or something? Like, I don't get why he's not with Yasui anymore. No, he's still one of Yasui's men. I think he's just... I don't know. He's like, I'm broke. He's just scamming everybody yeah. at this point. Yeah. Yeah. And then we see um, some some ninja training going on. Mm. Sneaking, slinking, skulking. These are the fundamentals. Here we go. Who cares about Yasui? And uh, looking over to Hakamai, we see, why did you try to steal all the money? Because Odin is hard up for gold. If you're going to kill us, Hedgehog, then get it over mm. with. Oh, Odin, where do you find these people? You can have all of the money you tried to steal from us. And we get this amazing facial expressions page of everyone just going, what? 
It's it's great. Every it's single one of them has such a good expression. So good. Uh, Lord Yasui, these are Hakamoi's friends. And there, take this as well. Use it. More money? What kind of a trap are you setting? To which he says, do you love Odin? And then we cut to a great shot of all the samurai lined up. And say, then use these cords, sorry, then use these coins to clean yourself up. And uh, we have Dog Storm laughing. Ah, ha, ha, you look all wrong. <laughs> what a little brat. <laughs> he's such a brat. I don't know is he, if he's just he's talking to all of them because they're trying to look so, like, Oh, he might form, just be talking to form. Cat Viper. Is it just Cat mm. Viper? Okay. Oh, yeah, because mm. Cat Viper is just, like, Brownie. his little sad face. <laughs> and once he's again, trying. his tongue is out. Oh, my God. Mm. Um, and so they go, they're going through kind of like a little montage of, of their like samurai training and it's practice manners. And we have little Okiku going this one with a little mm-hmm. heart by it. And Kinemon's like, no, no, not like that. You got to stay from the gut <laughs> and buy books, learn things. If he has ruffians like you for vassals, Odin will only embarrass himself. And then we have a scene of them at a meal together and. They're all speaking very formally. Mm-hmm. For thee, I doth wish a most pleasant day to thee, <laughs> Lord Odin. I declare this tofu fritter to be simply exquisite. And Odin's just freaked out. Like, what has gotten into you people lately? You're creeping me out. And um, then we're back to Yasue talking. One day he will be shogun of Wano. Those who serve and support him must be the greatest samurai in the land. And we have a them training with their swords together not only swords must you so big i know <laughs> not only must you protect your liege you will do the same for the capital and eventually all of wano you will be our guardian deities and then we cut to three years later which is 30 years before the present to the flower capital and I'm not sure who is speaking here, but I hear that. Oh, I think it's just people in the crowd. I hear the mm. daimyo of Curry will bring a procession to the capital. Wahaha, make sure nothing gets stolen. Lord Odin's vassals are common thugs after all. And then we uh, see the mountain boar, the giant mountain boar from before, who, who was, had been sliced in half by Odin, but now he's all nice and stitched up and <laughs> it's all good with his little baby. And. Ah, it's the mountain in the molehill. Wait here, Yama, which is the little nickname given to the boar. And the and so it's Yama, which is mountain, and then his little baby is Koyama, which is like like child, child like mountain. baby mountain. Yeah. yeah. It's amazing. It's really That's cute. So cute. And they're just snorking along. <laughs> I, I can't believe that pig survived. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, who's the doctor? Like how? I like that this tooth even has a scar. I know, the scar <laughs> is so weird. good. Okay, on the next page, uh, someone in the town says, uh, Look, the group from Curry has arrived. What the? And then we get a close-up of Hinamon's face, and his hair is now black, and he looks very stern. And all the women in the crowd are like, Oh my, look at those samurai. Uh, were Lord Odin's vassals always so gallant? And then the man is saying, I almost didn't recognize them. It's practically a shogun's procession. And then we get a little uh, narrative box saying, uh, the heroic sight of these bold warriors, and uh, proud, proud and tall, was stunning enough to make the crowd forget to breathe. And we get this really cool uh, one-and-a-half-page spread of all the uh, samurai 
and Odin and his big like um you call that like a I don't know what those are called. The things Palantine or something. Palantine. Yeah. Yeah, I think Palantine is good. But I like how he's like leaning down like very relaxed and got his arm over the railing and everything too. And he's on the big pig, right? Or is the big pig too big? I think it might be Koyama. Oh, I think you're right. Or, yeah, my, yeah. You can see them in the previous page. Like, there's they're really tiny next to the baby pig. Mm-hmm. I like yeah. that he said um, he said proud and tall, and then right at the front we can see little Mr. Kappa, so tiny. <laughs> right. <laughs> do you? I know it's a different species, but do you guys have Pingu the penguin over there? Um, I know of it. I know of it. We know of it, but it's not like broadcast oh, around here. That's who he makes me think of. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I know uh, there's Pengu. Is Pinko different? Oh, no, it's the same. Oh, yeah, I love Pengu. Um, and then it was said that the weight of their arrival upon, uh, upon the gathering watchers was so great that it caused the capital itself to sink just a little bit. I love that line. Um, yeah, I love really that cool. we got it previously too, when it was like everyone's hesitation caused Wano to take like a step to the left. I I think I think that either it's gonna be called back at the end of the flashback when it's gonna be like theor- like they the lie is that Odin betrayed Wano, so maybe it'll be like oh and like Wano like like collapsed a little bit because of that. Or it's gonna be at the end with Luffy, and there's right. gonna be another line about how like Wano shifted again. I some think sort of collective some kind of call out. It'll be great. Yeah, yeah some sort cool. of like lessening or relief or something causing it to shift again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And then we see the the flower capital building, and Odin says, "Yo, father," and I assume his dad says, "Odin, you've become a great man, my son. Uh, we're all stunned at the turnaround." And Odin says, I've only been made great. I haven't changed a bit. And um, Sukiyaki says, uh, oh, no, not, not says, that's so sad. Uh, my Odin thanking others? And Odin gets mad. You don't have to be frightened. Hmm. Um, Odin visited the capital, hearing his father was ill, but seeing Sukiyaki invigorated was a relief. However, this would, not be the la- this would be the last day they ever exchanged words. And here we see uh, Orochi... Uh, kind of like eavesdropping in like in the corner of the room looking like a little twit <laughs> i hate him so much i know it's like oh he's like wringing his hand so it's like he's poisoning him or oh, something absolutely. oh probably yeah yeah definitely it's like a little bit of poison in the tea each day mm-hmm. slowly kill him over time Oh, and then it's me again. <laughs> All right. And then we go back to later that year in Hitachi Port, Curry. Um, we get the Whitebeard Pirates, uh, which is fantastic. Oh, look at them. So young and carefree. <laughs> um, their ship has run aground. The poor Moby Dick, still alive, still smiling. Oh, uh, sad to see a beached whale. Oh, <laughs> there we go. Uh, they uh, went up the falls. Uh, and then I guess they're confused. I don't think they knew about Wano because they don't know why they're sea and land <laughs> all the way up here. I guess they just went up the falls because why not? <laughs> uh, that's what pirates do. And it looks like people live here, but it's going to take us a week for repairs. Um, so they got to get some supplies and they need to go check out everything that's on the island. 
Um, and so we get this spread of um, Big Pops himself, Whitebeard, um, still with his luxurious blonde mane, which he's got a white beard but blonde hair. We don't know why. Maybe it's blonde beard here too. Oh, wait, no, we've seen it before. It's just white. Um, so Edward Newgate. And then we get some younger members of his crew. Um, baby boy Marco. <laughs> Little chick over oh. here. Who looks, uh, I think, who Alex said he looked like Butters. Yeah. Steve. I'll Steve's never see there. anything else now. Yeah. Um, oh. Volunteering to go search out. But uh, Whitey Bay who is still part of the crew apparently here, even though she's just an ally later, says, uh, no, you're still a deckhand. <laughs> so Marco was not always first mate. Um, apparently he was just a baby too. And Jill, I know you and I both thought the same thing and thought he was sitting on uh, Whitebeard's <laughs> shoulder like a parrot. At one point. <laughs> so I don't know if anyone else did that double take, but I was like, where are you sitting, Marco? Uh, or he's on his knee and then he's like Santa. <laughs> he might be on. Okay, no, it's. He's it's, not. It's, no, it's the, uh, yeah. the proportions don't work. But for a moment, I thought he was on Jozu's shoulder. Because uh, <laughs> we have Jozu in the back, uh, Rakio in the center with his uh, really cool chain chomp mace. <laughs> um, and then Atmos, Andre, and I cannot remember the other guy's name. Vista. 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 This is hot. <laughs> I thought it was like a twig, but then I looked at his like picture from like the wiki. And I was like, oh yeah, I forgot. Oh um, and we going back to the Wano real quick. Well, they're always in Wano, but going back, uh, Lord Odin went to the coast. Uh, and why did you let him go? Stop him at once. How would you ever stop this man? I don't think anyone has stopped Odin in his entire life. So that's just pointless. <laughs> Um, but there are rumors about a pirate ship at Itachi port different from the usual, a big one. It looks mighty, they say. Uh, and that's not good. They're assuming that Odin went to drive them off. Um, and they're hoping that's what he's doing. Because uh, they know they know Odin pretty well at this point, And they know he's not just going to go with the, uh, the normal reaction. Hmm. And sensing someone, presumably with Havki, uh, Whitebeard says, stand back. All of you, something's coming. Something's dangerous. Uh, and then comes charging in. And he's like, there! That must be the pirate ship! Well done! You made it past foul weather and raging falls! I've been waiting for you! And he draws his sword. Because that's how you greet people. That's right. So obviously, Whitebeard is like, what is happening? And he's like, this isn't good. And they clash. And it looks like it might be Conqueror's Hockey. Because there are, like, lines coming out. But it might just be drama. But there is, like, a kaboom, like a whoosh. And Odin is laughing like a madman. And people are getting, like, launched away. It could be Conqueror's Hockey. Because that's usually the the lightning that they've done recently after Dressrosa. Could also mm. be Whitebeard's power. That's true. Oh! Yeah. Oh, yeah. I wonder when he got... I wonder, like, if Marco and, like, Whitebeard have their fruits yet. Probably? Because like, Whitebeard might, but I don't know. Because he was, he was on rock, so he probably had some kind of power mm. to be on there. Marco accidentally eats the phoenix fruit on Wano. <laughs> <laughs> yes! Like, this tastes oh, disgusting. Oh, sorry, Sophie? I can't imagine Marco staying a deckhand very long after he got that amazing devil fruit. <laughs> I think it would be even better if they made him stay a deckhand even longer. Like, come on, clean the deck, bird boy. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Use your feathers as a feather duster. That's right. The ship isn't going to clean itself. 
Uh, and Odin continues his introduction. My name is Kazuki Odin. I do not know who you are, but I ask, I ask you, let me ride on your ship. And now it's uh, Whitebeard's turn to make the horrified face that Odin makes when people say that they love him. Because he's just like, what? Because, you know, that's the way you ask for a favor. You you immediately attack. <laughs> you clearly have to prove yourself to just get on this dude's ship. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, oh, and he has his two swords now. I don't think he had that with the boar, did he? I think he did. Because didn't he call he did. it like some two ah, okay. sword something attack? Yeah. Ah. I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Okay, I was too focused on being grossed out the way the boar was being cut. So <laughs> it clearly didn't matter. It was fine because yeah, that's I... how medicine works in one piece. Uh, well, it's amazing that it stitches instead of the usual bandages. I'm surprised we just didn't see bandages on the darn thing. Well, it's three years later. Like... So. That's true. I thought they just like stuffed it at first. And I was like, that's kind of horrifying. Honestly, I was thinking he was going to eat it. Yeah. <laughs> that's a big pot of Odin you could make with a boar that big. So that's where I thought it was going to go. Mm. All right, uh, let's go through our thoughts or sorry on the chapter. Mm. Um, Maddie, what do you think? Uh, it was just it was a great chapter. I am enjoying Odin's flashback so much, and obviously we've fawned over the tiny baby animals so much already, but like, yeah, especially Kawamatsu is just like so cute and it's just lots of uh. Lots of squealing over them. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's really neat kind of watching, you know, this, this all these kind of weird characters who we've kind of like, why are these people all this samurai? But watching them kind of transform into this really formidable force is really cool. And yeah, and then just the, with, the, with the white beard pirates at the end, this whole chapter was really, really fun. I enjoyed it a lot. A lot of surprises, a lot of great characters and I'm just, I've been enjoying this flashback so much and I look forward to seeing it continue. All right. Uh, Joe, any thoughts? Yeah, I also really like this chapter. Um, I like seeing stuff that happens like in the past and trying to connect it to like stuff we've seen before. Like during the manga recap, I was trying to think like we had a flashback back in Marineford where Roger and Whitebeard are are clearly on Wano and I was trying to think when that could be and I was thinking it might be like when they bring Odin back like after he goes on Roger's mm. ship I didn't even think about that I totally forgot about that yeah that's, that's good. a good point um I also thought it was cool like when they they had the scene where they steal the gold from Yasuye mm. And it's something we'd seen before. And I remember that a lot of people thought that uh, Izo was uh, Okiku because they were the only like gender queer looking character in the chapter. Mm. But, na- but now now we know it's Izo and it's like, oh, that's kind of cool. It's like we, we got to see Izo before we even knew it was Izo. Mm. Um, All right, uh, Kendra, how about you? Oh, what I really like is that it kind of reestablished that they've Wano and Zoe have had that connection for a while. Because at first I was like, oh no, is this how the it's established? That's a little disappointing, but that was cool. I loved the cuteness of them. Um, I think I had something else, but I for um, I guess I I have kind of prediction that maybe 
I really want there to be a Davy back fight again. So I'm hoping that maybe he'll go with the Whitebeard Pirates and Roger takes him with a Davy back fight. And I definitely like this chapter a lot better than the others because it's nice that it it kind of repeats with, with the boar. It like actually lets us stay and focus on just one spot instead of like cutting in between. And I really want Odin to speak to a woman, an adult woman who's not Ukiku, so that we, and like not baby Shinobu, because like the the kidnapping thing was a little weird. So now I'm just like I don't want the first woman he talks to to be Toki, because mm. I, I I I that probably me hoping a little bit too much. Like probably. Or actually, Akil, I guess I'll have to talk to uh, Whitey Bay, so I don't know. But I just want, like, I want to know more about Odin, and I want, like, a bit of explanation. Because yeah, I, I feel like it's not going to go back to the harem wars at all. Like, that was just a throwaway joke that wasn't that good. So I, I hope that Oda maybe pays off. And I guess I am a little disappointed that we didn't get a bit more explanation for Kiku and... Her brother, or what's what's his name again? Izo. Izo, because I guess like people are like, oh, they're both cross dressers, and it's like, no. So I, I'm kind of waiting for Oda to maybe. I know it's like you can infer what's happening, but some some other fans are like being really rude about Ukiku. So I'm hoping yeah. maybe that Oda will make it clear. <laughs> I, I don't read comments. Yeah, Ukiku is yeah. definitely trans. I mm. just, I think Izo just dresses feminine uh especially because uh whitebeard has straight up said that he doesn't have uh women that fight on his crew um Mm. although we have whitey bake in the prequel but i assume later but um i don't know why that changed but i would assume it'd be something like uh, Izo is still male so Mm. Mm. i think oda said that like during marine for like in an sbs that like Izo dresses that way but still identifies as male yeah Mm -hmm. yeah I think you're right. It'd be interesting if Kiku wanted to join her brother, but Whitebeard wouldn't let her fight, so she had Ooh. to stay with the rest. Oh, and I, we'll I was thinking that maybe he dressed up like that to remind himself of Okiku, who he thinks is dead. But he does have like he's wearing a bit of lipstick when they're walking along. I yeah. think, or maybe that's just his mouth. But and I don't like, know. I think it's. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say, wasn't like his dad like a teacher of like a dance studio yes. or something? Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is like how they would dress. So. All right, uh, and Sophie, what do you think of the chapter? I really like it. This is my favourite chapter for ages. Um, I don't mind that Whitebeard doesn't have women on his crew because uh, it, they were always thought to be bad luck. I wonder if he met Big Mom and she had an obsession with having <laughs> loads of children back then and he was like, I don't want any of this. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's Big Mom, they were on the same crew. Her just like, she's so strong, like, all oh, women are like that. So. <laughs> I don't want babies everywhere. <laughs> Just yeah, have with, them. And what, Buckin was also on the crew? So, I mean, between Big Mom and Buckin, <laughs> I could see totally swearing off women. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I really like this chapter. I like seeing the shenanigans between um, Cat Viper and Dog Storm, especially considering we know what their relationship's like now. So they were even taking the mick out of each other then when they were so little. The little bits with Omen and his dad was cool. Um, and then... Just seeing the white beard pirates when they were younger was so great. I really like this chapter. All right. (laughs) Kelly, how about you? So far, the whole Odin flashback thing has has been just absolutely amazing. It's it's I know you and I were talking a little bit about this earlier, Jill, how it's like like a Paul Bunyan or like a tall tale. And it's funny because like I, I hear like 
like old timey like banjoy music in the background and like some some narrative being like, well, this is the day that Odin decided to do da 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 da. And I'm just like, oh, give me more of this. I absolutely love it. But I think my favorite part of this is is watching um, all of his followers start to want to improve themselves. So they're a little like Eliza do little montage uh, that they had, you know, where they're learning about different etiquette and they're trying to do all these things because they've met a leader that is, that's motivated them to be better and, and to be more cultured and to be more refined. And I, I really, uh, enjoyed kind of just watching how he continues to like inspire his followers to be better. And of course, every moment that these precious little animal babies are on the screen is just wonderful. Um, and in particular, I really enjoyed uh, a couple of the of the spreads um, with everyone kind of, you know, in their samurai finery at the end when they're, you know, they're making their procession in the town. I just thought that was absolutely, absolutely gorgeous. Uh, so there are a couple, you know, really great panels in here that I really enjoyed. But looking forward to seeing this interaction with with Whitebeard and uh, how this is going to go, because this is a one hell of a way to end uh, the chapter with this little confrontation. Uh, yeah, I agree. My my favorite part was definitely seeing them all come together to improve themselves, especially because the line that uh, inspired it was uh, Yasue going like, do you love Odin? Mm -hmm. So they're improving themselves to make sure that he looks good, that he is presented to the world that they know that he is because he's, his reputation is not the best, uh, as we all know, despite his many feats. Um, I... Every like spread we got of uh, the procession, uh, when their new outfits were shown, of the Whitebeard Pirates, they're all great looking. Um, I love just, I just love seeing um, the touches that Oda's been putting on in their outfits um, mm. as we progress through the flashback, um, like uh, getting better with swords, Kinemon changing his hair. Um, I like seeing them turn into the characters that we know now. And clearly that's just going to continue. Um, but we keep getting these glimpses, and I think that's always the most fun of flashbacks, seeing how it slowly becomes what we have current and seeing how it's uh, how the ramifications happen. Um, every little bit we get of Orochi just makes me want to wring his little neck. Mm. Um, and it's it's kind of like we go into flashbacks knowing most of the time these characters are dead in the future. Um it's we we know Odin doesn't survive. We, like he says, Odin is boiled. Meant to boil, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Foreshadowing much. It's we know he's dead in the future. And uh, before the flashback, I don't think most of us had much of an attachment because he's just like a character that's not really there until we get to know himself. We've known him through others, and now we get to know like him personally. Um, so it's always bittersweet watching flashbacks because it's always exciting to see how it happened, but you know the end, it ends in tragedy. Yeah, and um, I'm kind of attached to Odin now, I'm not going to lie. Oh yeah, I'm real attached to this. Uh, like you were saying, he's completely uh, like a, a Paul Bunyan, like tall tales. Uh, everything about him is pure folk hero. Um, the whole, uh, I mean, cutting the pig and then becoming friends with it later to mm -hmm. even to the point where like the mini pig is like his, like, like his rider um the like moving the river through the town every single thing he does is something that you would hear someone telling a story of down through the ages um and i'm just so excited to see where this goes next and especially with the whitebeard pirates being introduced again um i love the whitebeard pirates um pops was taken from us too soon at you know mm. the young age of 
70 something. Um, uh, <laughs> so any, any more bits we get of him in canon is yeah. great. I, um, I could be very happy staying on this flashback for a, for a mm -hmm. while longer. As, as much as I'm, I'm ready to get back into the, to the battle and to the eventual, maybe all the straw hats in the same place at the same time, but I could definitely have more of these Odin chapters and, and be very content. Yeah, I thought I was going to be impatient, um, especially because like we still don't have that one scene of all the straw hats together again, and I really want to get to that. Mm -hmm. But this flashback is so good so far, and the characters are so alike to the straw hats, because um, Odin is very much like Luffy with his charisma, mm -hmm. um, that I'm not really missing them as much right now because I'm enjoying what we have. Mm -hmm. um, so anyone else want to mention anything before we go into the piece together? I was trying to think at first, because I got spoiled that the Whitebeard Pirates were there. So I was like, oh, what if like Blackbeard's there? But he would be like seven. So no, because it's like 33 years. But I'm excited. I wonder if maybe we'll see a few more of the Whitebeard Pirates. Like, I wonder if we'll get more of Thatch finally. <laughs> if we get but... Thatch, I, I'll be so happy. Watch this, is the ch watch this is what drops him from the popularity poll. <laughs> <laughs> he'll finally have like a chance to have his character flushed out and he'll never be in the top of the popularity poll again. <laughs> They'll be like, ooh, ooh. They'll be like, Maybe oh not. my God, he was that kind of guy. <laughs> I kind of, now see, now I kind of want him to be on and I want him to be a total dick. Uh, I wonder how old he was. Do we know? I assume hmm. like around the same age as like, well, I guess Ace and Mark see, had a pretty big I gap. would say that, but Odin's like 20. So yeah. like, I don't know ages in one piece. It's I don't know ages in real life either, and this is not gonna work. Um oh it doesn't say his age. Maybe it'll be baby thatch and we just hate him. <laughs> I'm so down to hate baby thatch, you guys. Oh my god. <laughs> All right. All right, everyone good to move on a piece together? Mm-hmm. All right, let's go. All right, this is the Piece Together segment where we get your questions, comments, concerns, uh, talking about how cute these little baby animals are. That's all I can think about, really. Um, so let's start off with uh, Discord. Joe, do you have that ready? I do. And speaking of cute little animals, uh, Straw Hat Pirate 9 says, KujaCast, what's up? This chapter is so fun, funny, and cute. I just love little baby dog storm, cat viper, and Kalamatsu so much. Um, all of them clinging to Odin's face, and he laughs. Uh, he's just babysitting a bunch of children is what he's doing. The glow-up of his crew, though. That procession page was so good. And right after that young white beard and baby Mark are too. Oda really spoiled us with the youngins, this one. Mm -hmm. I agree. I, uh, I did like their, their glow-ups, basically, but they're still adorable little children. <laughs> uh, it was kind of funny, though, that... Um, oh, what's the demon boy's name again? Uh, what the do you big, the, um, his name is oh Ashra Doji. Ashra Doji. He, oh, okay. We don't oh. get to see his outfit. He's just, we just see his big head. And same <laughs> for uh, oh my God, Painter Man. I'm bad with names. Conjuro. Conjuro. We also oh. don't get to see him. We don't want to see Conjuro's outfit. <laughs> I mean, oh my God, the guy can't draw and has definitely colorblind. So <laughs> good. 
I like the George kind of like the aunt who was like she sees her nephews after a bunch of years and she's like, oh, look how much you've grown and pinches their cheeks. <laughs> yes. I guess like maybe kind of having people younger than him has helped Odin mature a lot because he kind of has to be the dad of the group, which yeah. he's not used to at all. Yeah, he was pretty much on his own before this, so. And he tried to stay on his own, but they weren't having it. <laughs> yeah. Didn't work yeah. that way. They refused his refusal. Also, oh, <laughs> like, I looked it up, and you can see Conjuro's outfit. It's on page eight, uh, page ten. Oh, it's when they're to... reading? No, no. Like, they're just standing there with their new outfits. He's next to Kinemon. You still can't see Ashura Joji, though. That dude is just no, covered. No, you can't see Ashura Joji. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Was that the only one on Discord? Yep, that's it. Okay, then going to Reddit. Uh, <laughs> hey there, OPP. Awesome. Oh, sorry. This is from uh, Pink Chorizo. Hey there, OPP. Awesome chapter and amazing flashbacks so far. It feels like my heart with it. It feels like my heart with joy to see Dogstorm and Cat Viper being kids. Speaking of which, with so much hype for Pokemon right now, how come no one came up with an Oda and Game Freak collab for Pokeminx? Keep mm -hmm. up the good work. I mean, if that was ever a real collaboration, man, I would have no money at all. Seriously. Like, extra jobs. I choose you, Kaomatsu. He's my starter. <laughs> I'll be honest. Yeah. I, I would hunt for a shiny Peppo. Yeah, choose your <laughs> starter between Dogstorm, Cat Viper, and Kaomatsu. Oh, that's hard. Oh. oh I'm trying to for Mystery Giraffe. I'm a cat person. <laughs> yeah, I'm a cat person. Okay. So Kawamatsu is a water type. What other type? What would Nekomam or Cat Viper and Dogstorm be? Cat Viper would be fire and Dogstorm would be grass because why not? Yes. Sure. Yeah, I guess we, we kind of talked about this last week because they are minks, so they have like the lightning right. power. Yeah, that's but true. But it would be it wouldn't really work if they're both electric. So <laughs> Yeah. All right. Uh next uh from Falcon Gales. To the ladies of the Kuja cast, what did you think of the openings tournament on Twitter? Were there any matchups that surprised you or an opening you were upset when it lost? Yeah, My two favorites went up against each other instantly and I was very sad. I think a lot of us are surprised at how much the, uh, the second version of We Are got votes because yeah. like it's a good song, but a lot of us are like, well, it's just a rehash of the first one, so... I think a lot yeah. of people who vote aren't doing it by like the same criteria that we do because we do like like the animation and the songs and like how it works together and stuff and people just and I love the we are version of the straw hats because I just like the music mm -hmm. but like if you watch it it's boring as hell exactly exactly yeah that, that's how I vote to be honest like I watch the openings I haven't watched the anime in a very long time but I mostly listen to them like driving around so I base them based on the song so. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people just do that. It was interesting to see like the the very strong, both positive and negative for fight together, which is one of my <laughs> personal favorites. Not gonna yeah. lie, won't judge you if you don't like it. But uh, for me, I was just like, I really like this song, and then kind of seeing some of the hate for it, I was like, but guys, it's so emotional. So I I um, at one point I forgot what it went up against, and I was like, you're gonna make me choose between these two, you monsters. <laughs> Oh, that's one where I was mad. I got mad at Fight Together because it beat one that I really liked. Mm -hmm. So I was bitter against it for the rest. <laughs> I, I love how passionate people get about this. I've never seen a fandom get so like involved in like opening rankings. Although I don't really know another anime that has 20 openings. Well, yeah. <laughs> but uh, 
And we it's had such a, a big variety with the openings too, because we really have had, we've really run the gamut and the styles of the songs when you think about it. So it's, it's, um, it's That's always good. been really interesting. I wish I could say I'm into the current one. I, I just can't. Oh, for shame. Over the top is so good. I, I can't with it. I skip it every time and I feel terrible about it. I want to love it. I really, mm. really do. But I think I just, I just can't get into it. I don't mind the song. The graphics are just kind of boring for some of it. Mm, 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 mm. All right. Uh, next from uh, Nivers is what male characters have the best leg hair? I Matt. mean, come on. Is this, why is this even a question? There's, there's only someone, one answer. Is someone trying to troll us? There's, there's <laughs> only one answer. And listen, we got some great leg hair from Odin in these past couple chapters, but there's still only one king of leg hair. Yeah. You like Doflamingo? Is this a test to see if Maddie's been like kidnapped or replaced? <laughs> yeah, like twice. Yeah. I mean, you could have a tie. <laughs> yeah, not with me and Maddie on the call. You can't. Oh no, false tense leg hair, and Odin can have that. Yeah. So who besides Sanji has good leg hair? Doflamingo. Yeah. Doflamingo. Yeah. 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 Oh, Doflamingo's really? going out with the Capris. Oh, Beppo, because he has all leg hair. He's all hair, yeah. <laughs> They're so he has soft. all minks. Yeah. <laughs> Luxurious leg hair. Beppo's like a Pantene commercial. <laughs> all right. Um, from Lord Nemo 593 asking, why did Kinemon color his hair? I think he dyed it back to black, I assume. Although yeah, I don't really I... know what color it is in the manga right now. <laughs> I feel like he bleached it trying to do like one of those like yeah it's like the Yankee thing. Yankee like, yeah like a yeah. Yankee kind of thing like a it's little... hard to say though because everyone in Wano just has hair colors that don't make sense that's true like there's straight up just people with pink and blonde hair so like it could be his normal hair and he dyes it black I don't know yeah like Ashra Doji has pink hair apparently according to the anime that's true <laughs> I mean look at like Yasuo yeah he's got like blue hair but his all just got pink hair hmm. yeah. It would make sense for him to dye his hair black now so that he fits in more and doesn't draw as much attention. I don't know. I feel like at this point, black hair draws more attention. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, Kondra's hair is like bright, garish red. So. Yeah. Yeah. But it's interesting that he changed it. What I'm if wondering... Odin's hair isn't black? What color is Odin's hair? I say it's orange. <laughs> Just to go with, I think of Ovid who had like orange instead of black so that's my only frame of reference so i'm saying it's not black hair is it momo's pink no momo's just black Mm -hmm. okay never mind (gasps) maybe it's purple hair his his scales are pink but his hair is black that's true Mm -hmm. all right and the last one from reddit uh is from typeset grant appears to be really enjoying dressrosa so far he's (laughs) right at about where god usopp happened to me he's really doing a good job showing all the great things that happened in that arc Thoughts on what his final conclusion will be. Mm-hmm. So, so if anyone follows Grant, we're we're now getting questions about our reactions to Grant. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, looking forward to him getting to the Suns Cup. Yes. Yes. Like I, I mentioned, I mentioned to mentioned it to him a while ago, or like when he was doing the the tournament stuff and, the, and like meeting Cavendish and everybody. I'm like, oh man, I can't wait to see like your reaction to the to the culmination of all of this. That'll be yeah. good. It's uh, 
inspired me to like reread a bit of Dress Rosa because like I kind of forgot the God God Usopp stuff. I kind of forgot how he actually stopped sugar that she just shoved the grape in his mouth. And I was like, oh yeah, that's how that happened. And then I was like, I don't know. It's it's nice to relive it a little bit. Yeah. It's a it's a it's a good time to be a One Piece fan. We have a lot of people reading it for the first time or rereading it right now. Um and it's been fun to see reactions. Yeah, the Shonen Jump stuff really helps. Definitely. It really does. It gives so many people an opportunity to read it now. Mm-hmm. They're like, so I guess I have no excuse. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Kelly, do you have piece of the tweet? We do. Uh, this first one is from Pongzilla. When do you think we will see Odin have the ability uh, has the ability to use the voice of all things? Will he be going to Skypea with Roger and Whitebeard or Zoe, where we know it has been used? I forgot about Skypea. Mm-hmm. Oh. We're gonna... I, think, I think he might go there because somebody because like, we know Roger can hear it, but um, Odin would have to like carve it unless that gold was made out of something else, just mm. gold. Now, do you think we'll actually see it in these flashbacks? Might get like a glimpse, mm. like a yeah. like a montage of like the different places they go. Because I'm wondering if it's just gonna cut off when he decides to leave, or if we're gonna get more. Mm-hmm. I would assume. I, I mean, we're we're here with. The Whitebeard Pirates, and eventually he leaves them, presumably mm-hmm. leaves Izo behind, goes with Roger Pirates. I would think we would get at least a little bit of like a montage. I like that idea. I hope so. Because I was going to say that I didn't think he had it, but Momo seems to because he can understand Zunisha. Yes. I think they said that Odin did too. They're like, oh, you're just like your father or something. Uh, yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't want Odin to have like all the powers. Like he has conquer, he might have conquerors hockey. Like I don't know, he's over. He's a Mary Sue. <laughs> eh, he's dead. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't matter how many powers he had. Mm-hmm. Is there anywhere else that the Straw Hats have been that you think Odin, like, that you think he might have gone and we could see in this flashback, mm-hmm. the montage, other than Skypea? Mm, we haven't. I mean, when you come to Ponyglyphs, we really haven't seen many. I mean, there's That's Alabasta, true. but I don't see mm-hmm. him leaving. Well, I guess he did leave the New World to go see Skypea. Although yeah, I think Skypea moved. If he made his way all the way around, he technically could have. Mm-hmm. And Skypea moved. And there's another way up, too, so not just there. True. True, yeah. true, true, true. It'll be interesting to see. I, I mean, it's it, it's kind of hard to say with this kind of stuff whether it'll it'll stop and then we'll go back to the present and maybe flashback later, or if they'll continue on. I'm not really sure how far we'll get with this Odin story this time around, to be honest. Mm-hmm. And like, I hope Dress we get Rosa. Dressrosa is near Wano, it seems like, so maybe he'll go there for some reason. But like the dwarves didn't have like a myth about him at all, so maybe not. I don't know. Mm. And this next one is from uh, Usopp the Great. Mm-hmm. Toki was the first indication that devil fruits had been around for a long time. I am curious if they will be shown to have a natural origin or if there's something special about what brought them about. Yeah. It's, it's always interesting. We just, we just don't know pretty much anything. Like, I'm sure mm-hmm. we'll find out, especially as we get more into the end game of the series. But, like, for something that's been around for pretty much literally the entire series, we just don't know shit. It's yeah. true. We don't even know, like, how many there are, even. It's so, true. like, if they're a weapon that was made, they made a whole bunch. 
And we don't know how many pages that uh, devil fruit encyclopedia that Sanji had growing up. Oh, yeah. yeah. We, we know that. that there's at least a list of known ones out there, but yeah. we have no idea how many. If they sold that merch, I would buy it. Oh, oh my yeah. God, I would buy that in yes. a minute. There's got to be so many, like thousands of them, I would think, for them to come mm. up with Sue's devil fruit. You know, what is it? She puts people on a out to air to dry. <laughs> jacket jacket fruit yeah there's oh, there's got to be a million of her getting stuff like the jacket jacket fruit or whatever that other one was there's got to be some that are so useless that people straight up just don't want to admit they have them like <laughs> shame uh, devil fruits yeah. Yeah. it's like, like why aren't have... you why aren't you swimming billy <laughs> oh, i just don't like the water I hope they don't notice my devil fruit. Well, it's like, didn't, didn't like Butch crew make fun yeah. of him? It's like, oh, what a useful fruit you got there, buddy. You can't <laughs> swim. And then he died and he came back and he's mm-hmm. like, who's laughing now? Exactly. <laughs> oh. I'm just kidding. Oh. But I feel like it can't be, ne- it's like, there can't be like devil fruit trees or something. Cause like the way they even like get past, like they, they like magically merge to the next fruit. So maybe there is a devil in it. That would be interesting if there was like somehow like a supernatural aspect to it. Yeah, you're eating that, another person. Or it's another one of those things where it's, I mean, this is a series where people have powers, but like mm-hmm. it's never been stated that it's like a supernatural thing. Like we right. straight up don't have like ghosts roaming around. Mm-hmm. So it's like this, it is the most like out there thing in the series is that these fruits just give you powers and we don't know why and mm. the random fruits turn into them so if there's an original tree i think someone said the adam tree maybe oh yeah been, yeah or or Eldaf, right yeah mm. yeah i, I think that know. was like the original like uh origin and like one of the um oh gosh i can't remember the term but like the pre one piece ones like i think he mentioned that there was like a devil fruit tree in one of the original um rough drafts oh. was was it in like one of the volumes or was it in the four kids rap where there's like the gum gum tree or something no i think it was in like one rap is not something to be Uh, cited as canon in in any way shape or form oh yes my uh my citation at the end (laughs) four kids pirate rap one thing i think about that makes my head kind of turn inside out is like some of the devil fruits in a sense have like a sentience of their own because if they didn't how could you have like a sword that becomes an elephant or a gun that becomes a dog like mm-hmm. it becomes a living thing at that point so it's mm-hmm. like you mentioned how like if there's a living thing in there it's like it, yeah i wonder if we're going to find out that that's another race of beings at some point or, and you've been the eating ancient, them one of the ancient weapons creates devil fruits or something never know or there's like a devil fruit yeah. that makes yeah. devil fruits some of them, like mochi, is something that you make. Yeah. Like, it's a, so that's what it's on. Like that's what confuses me is that there is some like human stuff in there. It's so, like I, I feel like it, I don't know. It's just Vegapunk. Like, tell us your yeah. Spirits. I know no. what you mean. It's not everything's like fire, earth, water. It's not like natural elements. Like some of them mm-hmm. are straight up just human creations. Yeah, it's like yeah. Capone and his castle fruit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Absolutely. Maybe and the devil inside the mochi fruit was like a, a baker was just a chef <laughs> when he's when he's not i don't know in hell yeah, i'm trying to, I'm trying <laughs> oh to my think god it's, it's really turning into this being cannibalism isn't it and that you're <laughs> eating a living i'm trying to think if katakuris was specifically mochi or if it was just starch it's mochi mochi, mochi okay 
All right. Here's another one from Piece the Tweet, and this is from Nerver Sprout. Uh, at One Piece Podcast, I realized something while listening to the latest podcast episode and been feeling even more after this chapter. If Odin doesn't meet Toki on Wano, what are the chances he meets her on Laftel? Ooh. Yeah, I was, I was I was thinking, like, I don't think he meets her on Wano. I don't think she's from Wano. Mm. Uh, I thought she was until, like, really recently. So, mm. I think it'll be very interesting because she, we know that she has jumped from the past. Yes. So if yeah. she jumps from the past and she's on Laugh Tell, then what was it like in the past? Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think we're going to see the island. I don't think that's something that at this point we're going to see. But I could see them being like, oh, we found this woman. And then they are on the ship. And she's like, oh, I was on that island, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Or if yeah. we do, we don't know it. Or they, or you meet her on the shore and you never go any further as yeah. far as like a panel. But yeah. Oh, man. Can you imagine? Hmm. Because there's that uh, the the lost civilization, the mm-hmm. missing 800 years or exactly. missing 100 years. I like the idea of maybe her like sneaking on the ship because she has to like get around because she's trying to find, like she's trying to she's getting like she's trying to find something. She's trying to find basically like Odin, even though she didn't know it was him. For like for right. some reason, she stopped after she found him. So maybe she's like traveling around looking for something. So I, I really want her to like sneak on board or something. I want I, I'm I'm real I'm placing a lot of hope on Toki basically. Yeah, I imagine she's either looking for something or she's escaping something. Mm-hmm. Um, and either way, I could see her sneaking on board. Um, and either way, it's really it's gonna be really interesting. I'm she's the part of this flashback that I'm pretty much most excited for. Same. Yeah. Yeah. I want to yeah, know I'm more stoked. about her so much. Hmm, I'm trying to think if like 33 years ago. Like, I wonder if maybe she might have a run-in with Robin's mom or something. That could be cool. That'd be, or, huh. or Saul. Or, yeah, I don't I, that Like, she knows so much stuff that I want her to, like, tell someone her secrets and not just die. Yeah. Robin's, Unless like, she what, jumped, 30? like, really mm-hmm. from really far in the past and her jumping, like, happened right there and then she encountered Odin. Because mm-hmm. we really don't know, like, when she came forward in time. Yeah. I had a joke theory she was Joy Boy. <laughs> oh my god. Yes. Just, uh, oh, and I think Robin is 29 post-time skip, so she's... Like, she wouldn't meet Robin, but she could meet the mom. Or we get to see Robin's dad. That would be funny if we met it in this flashback. Robin's I guess like that, dad that's is Odin. Paramore. <laughs> oh my god, I love it. Whoa. Yeah, it's funny. Like I, I thought the same thing Like that same day, the Joy Boy thing. Not her being Joy Boy, but maybe that she like knew Joy Boy. Or like yeah. knew knew what that was about. The nice thing with this character is we because we don't know from what time period they're coming in from. It could yeah. be it's, there's so much potential for it. Exactly, mm-hmm. she's a wild card. She so is. Century, but then she knows so much that she's almost like story breaking. Like she could tell us the name of the ancient kingdom then. So I hope maybe she's just after it, or like she knows a bit about the Void Century or something. I don't know. I mean, so is Rayleigh. Like Rayleigh knows everything that happened, but he's it's like, true. I'm not he gonna tell you. Tell. Yeah. Yeah. But she doesn't have a reason not to, because he has, like, oh, you got to do, like, the journey or whatever. And she could just be, like, here's, like, or maybe she can only tell the person, like, is there a prophecy? Because she seems to, like, she sent up 20 years into the future. Why that number? Did she know that Luffy was going to be there? Or can she only do big increments? Like, I'm I'm so curious about everything about Toki. She can only do increments of two. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Multiples of two only. Okay, I think that's all we have for piece the tweet today. Oh, 
I think I had one that I sent in that they didn't answer. Oh, so go for it. <laughs> so this is from last week. I was like, do you think Miss Golden Week with her paints or Perona's ghosts? Oh no, wait. I no, it's not Miss Golden Week. God damn it. I did it again. Or no, I think no, Golden Week with her paints and Perona's ghosts could break the effects of a smile fruit. Oh. Hmm. It's hard to I say. Like, mm, I feel like they'd still be smiling. Like they'd I think it would just be like when Yasuie died and they're crying but still laughing. Mm-hmm. I think because it's a physical thing. I, th- yeah. I think it's like a, it's not like an emotion. As far as I can tell, it's not like <laughs> an emotional, like, oh, you can't feel sadness anymore. It's that you physically can't not smile. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it's like something in the bloodstream at that point in time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, like uh, something and you died, basically. Or you're poisoned in some way, shape or form mm-hmm. permanently. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Although I, just... I hope. Sorry, go ahead. I hope for the smile proofs, not just that, like, law goes, like, shambles, and then he just, like, takes the thing out of them, because I'll be like, really? <laughs> I hope Chopper can cure it. Yeah. I, I would love that. To be able to cure any disease in the world, I think this mm-hmm. would be such a good step for it, especially because we've seen him, like, you know, just straight up, like, oh, there's, like, this poison that kills people by touching it. Oh, here's some, <laughs> pulls beakers out of his coat and fixes <laughs> yeah. it. Not to but, mention um... his precious don't look at me style reaction when they <laughs> praise him for doing it on such a large scale would be amazing. Also, he's from Sakura Kingdom now. Yeah. So like oh, the yeah. whole Wano, I, I would love to see Chopper actually see Sakura trees. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, that'd be great. Oh, yeah. That reminds me, I really want Look to be here because like he might have been in Wano. So I'm like, give me him in a flashback, please. Oh, yeah. Like That's give me right. just his hat. I'm begging you. <laughs> just see him but in the he corner. doesn't seem, he doesn't seem like he's like he didn't ever seem really like wano it like but maybe he just visited there by chance or something yeah i think he just said like he saw it Mm -hmm. yeah he saw a sakura tree and he was supposedly cured i think that's Mm -hmm. what it was yes yeah so that's i totally forgot that happened that would be great yeah Mm -hmm. i I wanted to mention like with the whole like uh coming up with the cure thing they'd have to like either figure out how double fruits work or maybe look into like the SAD and like figure out how the smile fruits work. Like if mm-hmm. they could reverse engineer a uh, an antidote through SAD somehow. And I, ca- I I want one of the straw hats to accidentally eat or like be forced to eat a smile fruit because I think oh, that was, would be sad. Oh, that was it was sad enough when it was killer. I know, but like Zoro. Because he doesn't no, smile. Zoro smiling all the time would be horrific. Oh. I know. Or also <laughs> Luffy would also Brooke. be horrific. Or sorry, Sophie. Or Brooke. No. <laughs> but would they, like, is it like eating two devil fruits? Would they just die? <gasps> oh. Yeah, because, yeah. I mean, I think the only person who's been able to do that is Blackbeard, so. Yeah. Although, has anyone tried? Is it just, like, a myth? Like, does anyone yeah. even, has anyone even tested it? <laughs> I want to see someone blow up. <laughs> <laughs> Luffy will eat another fruit? No. I, don't, no. I could see him trying and being like, to hell with it, it's food. But <laughs> I could see him doing it on accident. Yeah, yeah but I mean, it's kind of one of those things like the, prox- the the probability of being around a loose devil fruit doesn't happen that often. I mean, we saw that obviously in Dressrosa, but like mm-hmm. it's not the most common thing in the world. Yeah. Unless, of course, it's a smile factory one that just happens to get left out somewhere. When I, when I was a younger fan, I was like, what would happen if you, like, took a bunch of double fruits and just blended them into a smoothie? <laughs> I like oh the way you're God. thinking. And the, the answer is probably nothing good. Yeah. 
what if you just mean? ate one that made it so like a logia so then you wouldn't explode because like you could just like turn into like liquid or something or like whatever your element to not die it's like the old uh what if we use all three stones on eevee at the same time <laughs> <laughs> man we just don't know anything about devil fruits to be honest <laughs> I just want it to be Brooke because he can't really smile as a skeleton, so I just wouldn't affect him as much. It'd be horrible. Mm-hmm. Just like some horrible rictus for the rest of his life. <laughs> oh, poor Brooke. <laughs> All right. Uh, any more thoughts from anyone before we head into the anime recap? This is the Anime Recap for episode 911, Bringing Down the Emperor of the Sea, A Secret Raid Operation Begins. I'm your host, Samantha, and today we have... We have Jill, Minister of Chill. Hello, everyone. It is nice to be on the Anime Recap. And joining us today, we also have Kendra from the MHA podcast. Yay! And I'm trying to think of what I'll be the minister of. What perhaps is Kendra? Kendra. Just like not, not even trying. That one's hard. <laughs> Nothing rhymes with Kendra. Dragon. <laughs> no, that's my mother. Anyway, sorry. Yes, uh, so we are continuing from the title card this week begins at 3 minutes and 23 seconds, and we are continuing where we left off last week, where we're talking about all the uh, the soldiers who are still following Odin even all these years and there's kind of an elongated scene where uh, Kinemon is remembering when they arrived in the the present day for the first time their their version of the future and uh, they are kind of uh, piecing the whole story together where they're figuring out like okay so we went ahead 20 years everyone thinks we're dead uh, the whole sequence has this kind of desaturated look so you know it's a flashback and Kiku, oddly, is uh, obscured during this whole sequence here where the, the soldiers come and they're bowing to uh, Momonosuke. such an odd choice. Yeah. I mean, like, I get it. I get for, I don't want to spoil it, the mm-hmm. reveal yeah, the later. <laughs> but I don't think it's really, like, a facial difference. Yeah. I think, I think Oda slash the anime staff slash the editors, I think they changed their mind on how they were going to uh, roll out certain Kiku reveals. Mm-hmm. Like this this feels like, oh, they had like, there's another scene later in the episode that, that made me think the same thing, but uh, we'll get mm-hmm. to that. Uh, wow. So Odin's men appear. They, you know, Kinemon and the others are shocked that Odin still has followers even 20 years in the future, even after Orochi and Kaido have taken over and... Uh, essentially demoralized everybody and uh, the followers of Odin, they've all got this crescent moon tattoo on their ankle. There's uh, some like traditional Japanese music in the background that is just great in these scenes. I don't mm. remember if we've heard it in Wano or not, um, but like some of it's just really good. Yeah, there's a lot of like big, exciting music in this episode. <laughs> I think they knew that it was mostly going to be talking, so they mm-hmm. were like, oh crap, the soundtrack better be awesome. <laughs> this episode took place in one room. <laughs> and like the animation was so good just for that like part i think they're like they're like okay let's just focus on this because later on we get like three times the same shot <laughs> <laughs> so i appreciate they put like a lot of work just into like the crying faces 
Yeah, so they're now telling the story about how uh, this the, the five of them kind of got spread out throughout the new world. Uh, Kiku stayed behind in Wano to uh, kind of keep keep tabs on the enemy. And uh, Kinemon, Momonosuke, Kanjuro, and Raizo, they went out to sea to meet up with the minks, but then they got separated. Uh, Raizo got washed away, and he said, oh, I'll, you know, we'll rendezvous at Zo. We'll meet up at Zo again. And then the rest of them ended up in Dressrosa, which is where uh, they met, you know, Doflamingo. Uh, Momonosuke got kidnapped and shipped off to Punk Hazard, mm-hmm. and that's where Kinemon had to follow him to, uh, leaving Kanjuro in Dressrosa and bringing Kinemon to Punk Hazard, where he would eventually meet the Straw Hats. So just reverse engineering the whole mm-hmm. you know time we spent with the uh, with the samurai, and, and when you lay it out in chronological order like that, it seems very uh, silly. Very yeah, contrived. it's pretty absurd. Uh, I mean, basically, I think they is- know it. It's like a Wano saga. Everything's been leading up to Wano since Punk Hazard, but the way mm-hmm. it ended up is ridiculous. Like the Straw Hats, like have saved people through coincidence before, but this mm-hmm. is just absolutely ridiculous. And like, how did Rizo get to Zo? Like they set sail without a log pose. I'm guessing maybe they did have it, but also he, well, they just left him, and then he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna magically go to Zo." Well, he was well, there. Got, yeah, they got separated like near Zo. Zo was like hanging oh. out in the background of the shot, and there's like big storm happening. Okay. And I'm assuming they'd like someone would be like, "Oh, there's a ninja." Like Rizo is very distinctive. <laughs> like right. it's very hard to just like think of him as anyone else. So they probably knew what he looked like, even if it was 20 years later. Mm-hmm. I did think it was funny that every time somebody got separated, they played the same shot of like Kimon <laughs> reaching out, like, "No, Rizo, no, Conjuro." <laughs> <laughs> and he's like live reacting it to the Straw Hats as well, like a Rakugou show, <laughs> but it's not a comedy. And I was like, oh my god. Yeah, I also, I like that. Like people didn't react to it either. It was just like <laughs> Kinemon doing this really dramatic reenactment. Yeah, we get this great cut on Punk Hazard where they're they have, they're animating uh, Law cutting Kinemon up into pieces, mm-hmm. which is a new piece of animation. And uh, that's when he starts remembering meeting the Straw Hats, and then that they kind of go into a Punk Hazard uh, clip show for for a hmm. bit. I really hope that uh, his farts talking comes up again in Wano. <laughs> just somehow, like it's just it's brought up as like a a helpful, I don't know, something that helps them out eventually. Or he like yeah, distracts like, Kaido with it, or yeah, maybe it's he a diversion it tactic. Loaded. Puts on a ventriloquist show. <laughs> My mouth isn't moving. <laughs> He asks Law to cut him in half again so he can be in multiple places at once. Oh, that'd be cool. Luffy just wants to be a centaur again to, <laughs> you know, run against speed or something. Nice. So their plan in the present day is they're going to use their status as ghosts to their advantage because everyone in Wano just kind of assumes they're dead. And uh, uh, they're kind of sharing this plan. Kiku gets a little close to Kinemon and Sanji gets jealous and he's like, hey, watch mm-hmm. it. Yeah, Sanji gets mad if, like, someone, if a girl talks to a guy. Like, this entire episode, Sanji was yeah. literally just useless. And I was like, leave. Why are you here? Uh, so Kinemon's kind of running down. So, he, you know, we, we're up against the Kaido and Orochi's armies. Uh, our our side is the Straw Hats. We get big kind of splash screens of all of them. The Straw Hats, the Heart Pirates, the Mink Tribe, and our Samurai. And ideally, he's, he mentions, ideally we would have... 5,000 people, which I always remember thinking was interesting because that's the number of the uh, the Grand Fleet. Oh. How many people are even, like, live in Wano? 
Well, I mean, I guess quite a bit. It yeah. looks pretty crowded in the capitals, but there's also huge areas of wasteland. Mm-hmm. So, and I would assume, like, um, I can't remember the name of the area that's snowy. I would assume that's probably less populated. I don't know. It's it's hard to tell. It's bad that my first thought, when I, as I said, that was Canada because there's like some places and there is like a lot of just land. Yes, but. Canada <laughs> in Wano. Yeah. Um, and then they go on to explain uh, the nature of Onigashima, which is where, where Kaido heads, um, kind of chills out. And there's going to be a big fire festival, which is where, so since Kaido is revered as a deity, uh, every is it every year there's a fire festival and uh, Orochi will send kind of a shipments out. He will head over uh, to chat with Kaido and like kind of uh, uh, pay tribute to the deity. Is is as the one the people of Wano understand it. I guess mm-hmm. I'm I'm sure it's more uh, dry than that in reality. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then uh, Kiku mentions having met Suru. This is the other uh, Kiku scene that I thought was strange in retrospect mm-hmm. uh, because uh, Kiku has met Suru and Suru did not recognize her. Mm-hmm. That was really weird. Yeah, that's. That's where I think like maybe some some plans had changed for the story. Yeah, yeah, it's it's just an odd thing because it's not like she hasn't seen her. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, yeah. I have to say, it's, Suru looks great for her age. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, thank yes. God, or else her husband <laughs> suddenly aging twenty. She would be aging twenty years. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe Suru does recognize Okiku, and she's just kind of like letting Kiku think oh. she's a great disguise. Mm-hmm. And I love that Kiku, she has Killua's voice actor, who is right. Mar- Mariah East. I'm not sure how, to, I'm, I'm probably not saying the first name right, but I just want, she's like, like oh yeah, I just love that she's giving like subtle shade to Kinemon. And I, just, I want her to like, just do like the bitch out at Sanji, like Killua would, where he just like, like, I don't know, gets mad at them or something for being stupid. I don't know. Um, and so then they're explaining the, the nature of the, the kind of the symbol that they're trying to hand out to the people of Wano to, to kind of the code, the two birds on fire, uh, the pit viper and the reverse crescent moon. And that kind of tells them, okay, the people of Wano will know that on this day during this event at this port, that's when we're going to be gathering and, and starting our attack against Kaido and, uh, Usopp and Zoro and Robin and, uh, everyone who's been in Wano this whole time, they've been they've been kind of working out the plan with uh, with King Amon this whole time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Luffy mentions, "Oh, I bet Zoro isn't doing anything." And then we <laughs> Zoro. I was like, "You'd be right." Boat. Where is Zoro going? He's just taking no one. Literally, boat. no one knows. Not even Zoro knows. <laughs> he <laughs> saw like... he saw some boats at a port, and he's like, "Oh yeah, that makes sense." Just get on the boat. Uh, it's just like he just left. He's like, "I'm go- bye." <laughs> And so now the plan is to get uh, the rest of the Straw Hats into their, their Wano gear and and have them uh, play their roles. And uh, Chopper wants to be a ninja. Uh, Kinemon suggests that uh, because Nami's good at weather, she should be a Kunoichi. And Nami imagines being a Kunoichi. And that's mm-hmm. like uh, just boob and butt shots in her own imagination, I guess. Mm-hmm. I like how excited she was, though. She's like, yeah, ninja. Be a ninja. It'll be cool. <laughs> Let her be a cool ninja. Give her that weird, like, handkerchief over the head. That's what she wanted. Um, yes. Because she's a thief. That's, like, her thing. She's probably, like, awesome. 
Uh, so yeah, they put all the leaves on their heads. I think that's a that's a Tanuki reference, like mm-hmm. Tanuki's yeah. The leaf and, yeah. And then he uses his his garb garb fruit and he changes their outfits. Uh, everyone looks pretty straightforward. Brooks got the he's pretending to be a corpse. He's got like arrows in him. He's got the the kind of the I don't or know what ghost. they call that a ghost. Yeah, he's he's a ghost or he's he's a dead guy because they've got that like funeral like headband thing that he mm-hmm. calls he he thinks look like panties. <laughs> And uh, Nami is much skimpier than she expected to be. I think <laughs> I was they hoping... changed it in the anime because in the I think in the manga the problem was that her it was so short it was like very very short and they changed it to being the top was the problem. I think it's both. Yeah, in the manga both. I like remember it's... it being skimpier. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was always short and like the 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 sleeves kind of start lower, mm-hmm. which she then pulls up obviously because she's like okay that's that's a little more acceptable. Um, mm. I was curious if they would reel this scene in a little more in the anime because I feel like the since Wano, I, I I've perceived like a an, an interest in sort of like reeling some of that crassness in, yeah. but this scene mostly plays out how it does in the manga, um, where uh, you know Sanji's got his hard eyes and his grabby hands and uh, yeah. Nami's punching him and then. Uh, Kinemon's making the excuse, oh, no, that's just how Kunoichi's dressed. And let me show you another Kunoichi. And then Shinobu appears, and she doesn't look anything like Nami. Nami is like, okay, no, you're just lying to me now. <laughs> There's this weird time when she, like, bends over, and you just see her head and her legs. I tweeted out, it's really scary looking. <laughs> She's like a monster. She's kind of terrifying, I'll be honest with you. Like, I'm glad Oda's drawing women that don't look all the exactly the same, but my God, Shinobu. <laughs> She's kind of uh... terrifying. I love Shinobu. And then if she, poor, she just stands there and like doesn't introduce herself for a bit. And I was like, I love you, Shinobu. Yeah, so uh, Sanji's having an episode and Shinobu uh, just, she just kind of no-sells him. She just assumes that uh, he's uh, he's smitten by hmm. her, her mature form. And, and it's uh, kinda, it kind of reminds us, sorry, that Sanji has like round eyes, but he just does half lids to look cool, which is kind of funny. <laughs> And then, yeah, so they're explaining Shinobu is kind of like a, a little sister to Kinemon. Um, and so uh, they're kind of getting their, we're getting situation, we're getting situated now. And uh, Kinemon now explains, okay, there's three more samurai we got to be on, lookout, on the lookout for here. Uh, Kawamatsu, Ashura Doji, and Denjiro. Uh, these, these silhouettes are definitely interesting uh, looking back. Or at least one of the Dangeros is, is like very exaggerated, but the other yeah. two look, yeah, that they, they look a little closer to uh, how we know they, they look. Mm-hmm. And so there's, you've got like the big dramatic music, you've got overtaken plan. Uh, they're making their plans. The, so they're like, okay, two weeks from now, we're going to spend the rest of the time kind of setting up, spreading the word, listening in on the enemies. And then two weeks from now, we're going to head out to Onigashima and we're going to fight. Kaido, one of the four emperors of the sea, and then there's a big dramatic zoom in on Luffy to be continued. Mm-hmm. I like the line that they're gonna like de- they're gonna like decapitate them or like yeah, the line. The, the subtitles say behead a lot. Oh yeah. <laughs> and I don't know I how like literally doing that recently. That. Mm. This probably yeah. just beat up. I, I don't know if I wasn't paying enough attention here. It was like Buto Boss or just like defeat or whatever. I don't know. We mentioned yeah, it, like, I think, in the the main show, but the Crunchyroll. Uh, subtitles have been very interesting lately. <laughs> so, um, yeah. 
I mean, like metaphorically beheading, like they're, they're a big mm -hmm. evil organization. And if you beat the, if you take out the guys at the top, that's like beheading the group. Mm -hmm. It makes sense if you talk about Orochi, cause you know, the whole snake thing. And he's yeah. like all head. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's just a head. And also, like, Kaido, like, how uh, Zoro killed the dragon, and also in Monster, they cut off the head. Oh. Yeah, I see that. I'm a... The next episode looks really good. Mm -hmm. It looks nice. Um, I'm just did very we know? Did we know that that uh, character, Shutemaru, <laughs> had pink hair? I know! No! I don't think so. I don't think he's ever been colored. Yeah. I guess at this point, you can just assume that a character has pink hair. Yeah, like if we don't know. If they don't know, his... there's probably a 50% chance it's pink. It's kind of his, this is go-to these days. Mm -hmm. Any general thoughts on the episode, you guys? Uh, it's fine. I mean, it's just a transition character, just a bunch of info dump. Um, it literally took place in one room besides <laughs> the flashbacks, so it's nothing super interesting besides the new Wano outfits, which are great, barring, you know, poor Nami. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's transition episode, but we're really getting into the meat of the first part of Wano right now, so I'm really excited. Mm -hmm. I think, like, my favorite bit was really just, like, them landing in present Wano and kind of all their faces, and then after that, I was just kind of like, eh. Because even that was, like, I, I didn't really like the chapters in the manga that much, because, like, Sanji had those few jokes, but, it's, like, when you have to drag those jokes out for, like, 22 minutes, yeah, it, it makes it, like... It makes it even worse, especially because that's all he does. So it's like, why? Like, I do. It just doubles my annoyance. So I feel bad for like ragging on Sanji, but he's really bad this episode. But overall, I think it was cool. I just love that Chopper gets to be a ninja, but also like Kim and Carrot like can't really interact with people because they are clearly animals. <laughs> so that's why like, I felt bad for Chopper. And he's like, what do I get to do? And it's like, um, I don't know. Well, part of Carrot's task now is to join back up with the minks who are all mm. kind of hanging out on the shore. I think that's where Chopper's supposed to go to. Mm -hmm. It's more of the it's more of the gesture of uh, you know they're dressing like everyone else, sort of. Well, they're also like, yeah, you can't really go out in public, kid. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you you are not a human being. <laughs> you all got to go with the rest of the animals. And then Brooks just on corpse duty. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I love, I love that they're just like, yeah, just wander around and grab food. People just give you stuff because you're a corpse. <laughs> oh, and I noticed that Carrot still calls him Baron Corpse or Baron Von Corpse or something. Yeah. Or Baron yeah. Corpse. She hasn't gotten used to calling him his name yet. Yeah, she's like, who are you? I want to be like, oh, actually, I'm Brooke. But, oh. <laughs> they've, been, they've been together for like almost two months now, I think. Mm. Yeah, uh, I thought the episode was all right. I think that I, I thought the the more interesting material was in the last couple of weeks, and now mm -hmm. this is just sort of putting a bow on it. Um, it's cool that uh, we've got like a very clear plan for the story now, um, where before it was just Luffy and Zoro just kind of bumbling into situations, and oh no, now Tom is <laughs> gone, now we got to catch her. But now now we're like, okay, this is how we're going to be interacting with the the main bad guys of the arc. And this is kind of the, and and this uh, Onigashima, the fire festival is is kind of the pivot point that like everything else in the story kind of has to revolve around and build to. So I think that that good. I think that the episode as an episode as in like an adaptation of the manga, it's pretty unexceptional. Uh, mm -hmm. But I think it, uh, I think it, I think it's okay. 
And this is kind of random, but has Kinemon been a lo around longer than Vivi was? Uh, in terms of like episode count? Yeah. Definitely, yeah. Um, just Rosa alone. Oh, true. Just because like I feel like this at least is we're like seeing Kinemon in a bit of a different light that makes me like him better, where he's like planning and very much like dedicated towards stuff. Well, in other mm -hmm. arcs, he was more just like there. Because I definitely like Vivi more than him, <laughs> even though she was there for less time. Yeah. So I now think... it's. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, I'm sorry. For now, Kinemon gets a chance to shine, but go ahead. Yeah, I, I was just gonna say, I think I think Oda's made like a weird. He's made a bet on the on the samurai characters where he's introduced mm -hmm. them, he's incorporated them into the story, but he's he's been kind of like holding on to like what their actual full uh, I don't know, character arcs are, or like what their what what the thing that we're gonna supposed to latch onto and really care about them. He's kind of tucked away for like way later. Mm -hmm. And then, like once once we're we're endeared to them, once we like kind of know more about them, then we can go back and and apply that to to when they were introduced and whatnot. But mm. yeah, um, I think uh, I think that should about do it. You guys got anything else you want to say? Nope. Nope. All right. I think we can move on to the next segment. Sounds good. Yay. This has been the One Piece Podcast, episode 597 for the week of Sunday, November 24th, 2019. Uh, we had the manga recap of chapter 963, the anime recap of episode 911, and our piece together. And if you stick around after the round off, we will be having our first episode of Shipping Wars. <laughs> uh, thank you guys for all coming on. I hope we can have future KujaCasts because this is a lot of fun. Um, Maddie, how can our listeners contact you? You can find me on Twitter at oh that's raspberry, and you can find me on Patreon at patreon.com/slash Maddie's Art Club. Uh, Kendra, how about you? Sorry, one sec. Okay, uh, I'm Kendra. You can follow me on Twitter at Sniper of My Heart. I have a podcast with Sophie at MHA Pod, and I have another podcast at uh, or sorry uh, at Haiku Pod. We're talking about Haiku, and I'm gonna be on the next episode of the Dr. Stone podcast. So check that out. So yay. I'm going to have to get, I'm catching up on my hero. So I'm definitely going to start listening to you guys because it's uh, obsessing me at this point. <laughs> nice. <laughs> we'll have you on sometime. Yes. Okay. All right. Uh, Sophie, where can they find you? Um, you can find me on Twitter at Chopper's Antlers and you can find the podcast everywhere. All right. And <laughs> Joe. <laughs> Uh, you can find me on Twitter uh, at Joe and Boba, and that's usually where I spend most of my time. Uh, Kelly, how about you? And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Karuri. Uh, you can find me at Pirates on Luck on Twitter, and the podcast can be found at OnePiece.com, Twitter.com, YouTube.com, and Facebook.com slash OnePiecePodcast. OnePiecePodcast at Gmail is their email address. Sorry, our email address, One Piece Podcast, is our Skype name. You can subscribe to us on Spotify, subscribe on SoundCloud, subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts, or call us on our phone number. It's 347 497 Maji. 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 <laughs> that is 347 497 6254. Call anytime with your questions, comments, theories, cutest animals in One Piece, and why it is Cat Viper. So for the One Piece <laughs> podcast this week, uh, my name is Jill. 
And my name's Kelly. Goodbye, everyone. Bye. All right. Let me let my cat out and then <laughs> you guys want to record shipping. Yeah, course. sounds good. That was great, Jill. Welcome to the first, I can't say really annual, but the first iteration of Shipping Wars. Um, <laughs> because who doesn't love shipping? We, we even have a character in One Piece called the Shipping King. So uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> basically we're going to talk about our favorite ships and we may or may not fight to the death over them. It really <laughs> just depends how everything goes. Mm. Um, so I'm just going to start off because I'm very passionate about how much I love Lalu, and I know Joe does too, uh, because the Pirate Alliance is basically marriage, um, and we're just going to keep going with that. Basically. Um, I don't know how we want to do this. Do you guys want to talk just, about it? Why don't you, why don't you list, like, list three? Okay. Yeah, and then yeah. list top three. Everyone just list their top three, and then we can figure out what we're going to do. All right, okay. so t- I like Lalu. Uh, Frobin is pretty much timeless and okay. beautiful. Um, and Oda has said that they are father and mother, so you know. <laughs> um, and man, I love Nami and Tashigi after that one oh, scene cool. in uh, in Punk Hazard. I think it's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kelly. All right. So Zosan is number one. No surprise mm-hmm. there. Um, and then. My other, my second is uh, actually Ace and Marco. Mm, I always good. really liked that ship for some reason. And then um, I've always kind of had a little bit of a soft spot for the Zoro and Tashigi ship. Mm-hmm. Um, Maddie, how about you? Okay, also Zosan, number one. <laughs> Again, not surprising. <laughs> uh, number two, also Robin. And number three is Dofladile. Nice. Oh, that one's good. Oh, Flamingo and Crocodile, yeah. Um, Kendra. Um, uh, my top one is Lusop, just uh, Luffy and Usopp, just because like there are like they are like best friends of the crew, and also you throw in the angst from Ennis like uh Water Seven, and that just put it to the top for me. So I just love them. Uh, Lalu because they are married, and I love their dynamic. <laughs> <laughs> and also my third uh at scarlet underscore simply told me i needed to say kobe and helmepo i, I wrote down kobe and helmet though so maybe that tells you a lot but i do like that and like they're on official merch together all the time and like it seems like maybe kobe's helping helping helmepo become like a better person i just i want to see more of them basically i would also maybe say Robin, but kobe and helmepo deserve a shout out how about you sophie and um- I had a question as well for Kendra. Do you ship Jinbei with anyone? Not really. I know some people ship him with Robin, but I don't really feel it. I like 
Jinbei up by himself. He's happy. He's a bachelor. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> he can just be my uncle. I don't need an aunt. I'm good. <laughs> I do not ship myself with Jinbei. I need to make that clear with people all the time. But he is hot. But I'm just like, he's, he's my uncle. It's okay. He's the fish uncle. <laughs> he's hot, but he's my uncle, so it's okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Maybe that's not okay. <laughs> no, you'd be surprised. Like, one time, like, curious cat people started sending me weird asks. So I, like, delved into, like, fish anatomy <laughs> to like because wow. i think they don't know how whale sharks have sex which is very funny to me <laughs> uh, sorry this is so peaceful <laughs> and joe what about you so i've never had an otp in my life before and then the lauder just crashed into the ceiling mm-hmm. and just destroyed my life mm-hmm. um runner-ups are uh i have really liked Usopp and kaya since first reading the syrup village arc um, and I also, uh, am a big contender for Shanks and Makino. That one's really cute. Mm. I'm really hoping that baby is Shanks's. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it would be the uh, typical One Piece dad, right? Abandon your kids. <laughs> yeah, like, y- Yasop never met Usopp. Like, he just set sail while she was pregnant. And I was I'm like, so, I'm, I'm so looking forward to the reunion. Uh, yeah. Does Yasop even face. know that Jeez. his wife is dead? No, he's Probably. too busy being a pirate. He doesn't care. <laughs> oh, he's uh, sending did... your letters and like no one's getting them. They're just stacking up at the house. <laughs> oh, oh so depressed. The villagers are using it for fire to start fires. <laughs> oh, and I don't think Sophie. Did you actually say your ships? I did not. Oh, sorry. <laughs> and so I'm really glad you said Usopp and Kaya because how, I don't. I can't picture Usopp ending up with anyone else. Mm-hmm. Like she's literally she's doing studying medicine and waiting for him to come back. He yeah, has to go. Usopp and Kaya is pretty much the only ship that I can see being canon for yeah. the Straw Hats. Yeah, and the other one is Robin and Frankie, just like it, pretty much everyone else. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know her name, but Chopper and that reindeer girl. <laughs> Milk. Oh, tr- was it Milky? Yeah, I think it was Milky. Yeah, because Tristan is the the chipmunk. Squirrel. Lady. Yeah. yeah squirrel. Uh... Milky. That's such a bad name. It's not great. It definitely is not good. No. <laughs> I think. Well, Chopper's name isn't much better, to be honest. He's like named for chopping down trees with his antlers, so they can be weird named together. Yeah. Call him Tony. Tony. Yeah. <laughs> Tony. Tony. Right. Anthony and Milky. <laughs> Shh. Oh my God. <laughs> what if his name was Anthony and we just never knew it? <laughs> Like Anthony, Anthony Chopper. You only find out during the during his wedding to Milky. His vows. That's right. I Anthony Chopper. Antlerny. Did you know that? They're like, no. Did you know that? <laughs> Tony Tony is his last name, so she'd be like Milky Tony Tony. Tony Tony Milky. Yes. <laughs> now that sounds like candy. Yeah. <laughs> probably the best option he's just he's just he likes sweet so she's a milky way bar oh yeah i'm just so uncomfortable about chopper having his sexual awakening on the first <laughs> like i yeah. didn't want it he's not there yet he the story will end he'll he'll grow older and then it will happen chopper's got i mean how old could reindeers live he's, he's gonna grow old soon because i like, think 
male no, rangers I, I think, to 13 so, and to yeah they they like he should be dead already or like almost dead <laughs> yeah technically but he has the human human fruit so that should extend his life hopefully because he's 17 now right yeah. 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 Which is like the end of a reindeer's lifespan. Oh, this got dark real fast, y'all. <laughs> All right, let's Here go. Here lies <laughs> Anthony Chopper. Uh, uh, but let's do we want to fight about anything? Uh, can I ask a question mm-hmm. about the, the Luffy and Law thing? Can someone explain it to me? Because I feel like poor Law would just get such high blood pressure living with Luffy. He'd get I, and die exactly. early days. That I also point. have a question. I don't understand Luffy shipping. Okay. Yeah, to me, he I is can't. an asexual rubber man. Yeah, no, I totally I get that. I would never want way. it in canon. But mm-hmm. like, yeah, not in canon. But like in fanon, I love the whole, I think someone bring it like sweet summer child and bitter <laughs> winter man like together. I think it's great. Uh, and then man, just seeing like literally uh, the instant he showed up to save Luffy, it was like, mm-hmm. it, it's such a weird thing for Law to do out of nowhere um especially when you get to know him more like he plans everything so much even if it goes to shit later so him just showing up to save luffy um is great and they've got the connection with the d um and then that one line where law's like i'm gonna die here with straw hat if he can't win and i was like Mm -hmm. oh god it got my hooks into me yeah like i guess i I can see law liking luffy but luffy just never understanding yeah because yeah. i feel like luffy's the challenging part in this right like i can't mm. see him care like thinking that way or processing that or even like noticing subtle cues right it's the same yeah. with like boa or hancock right it's yeah. just like he has well, guess... no idea he's like well okay hey I, well, friend. he knows what marriage I, is i just yeah. i mean yes he's definitely asexual and aromantic yeah. in the series like i totally mm. get that i just like their dynamic together yeah yeah like uh, yeah. I think okay. In, in I mean, it's all it's all fake, right? So yeah, like, whatever. <laughs> I was yeah. just gonna say like asexual and aromantic like are different. So maybe like he could he could be asexual, but then he like still has a relationship, or like be aromantic and not asexual, or like I don't know. It's so, like I I think it's I mainly the loose up for me is just them being like friends and kind of like well, like what is there's a term for being in a relationship that it's uh I, platonic. I yeah, platonic or there's. No, there's the, there's a term yeah. called like queer queer platonic relationship, which is yeah. like two two asexual people who are like dedicated, like in a dedicated relationship with one another. Mm. That's what I was kind of thinking is that maybe that's kind of like how I might picture Luffy with people, but I'm fine with people also imagining it the other way too. I yeah, can see like, Law being asexual as well. That, that's what I was gonna say. Like I I think of both of them as as like ace in the series, especially mm-hmm. like after Mo, like Monet was like flirting with Law and he just like didn't give half a shit, but mm. like. I really like their dedication to one another, like, um, their whole, like, like, throughout Dressrosa, they're just, like, refusing to let each other die, and, like, once one gets down, the other one gets back up and, like, continues the fight, Mm. um, so it's less of, like, a romantic thing and more of just, like, the sheer, like, dedication to one another, regardless of if they're really aware of it or not, Mm. if that makes sense. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like yeah, that they're definitely. also two captains of the same mm-hmm. generation. They're equals, yeah. basically. Uh, and I mean, Straw Hearts is just a really good. Yeah, mm-hmm. and like one thing I, th- one thing I kind of thought of, like it's not really necessarily in character for Luffy, but like I think back to like when Zoro, like when Usopp and Luffy fought, and Zoro said, like if you're gonna cry, like go do it in private, because like, you know, we don't need to see that from our captain. And one thing I thought of was like, Law saved uh, Luffy after Ace dies. And so it's like he's not a captain, so it's kind of like he's 
almost like you know somebody the movie could go to mm-hmm. right yeah law literally in front of yeah mm-hmm. save luffy's life there's that one scene where they're outside of amazon lily and law is holding on to luffy's hat for him and oh like, god mm-hmm. got me and he like got an shit in the anime oh my god <laughs> the filler <laughs> yeah and then like the scene that like really killed me was when like doflamingo's got a fucking gun to law's neck and law just like flips him off and he's just like the straw hats have committed miracles this entire time you can't beat them like <laughs> your, your whole thing is gonna come crumbling down i'm just like holy shit law and not to mention like when he's a kid he's like i don't believe in any- anything but he believes in the straw hats damn yeah. it hmm <laughs> me cry over lol <laughs> here how about how about someone talk about zosan <laughs> zosan i like it but i it's in so many fix and there's so much like overexposure for it for me is my only problem see now I mean, there's no such thing canon, as too much because, zosan yeah <laughs> we, we were talking about like in the pre-show like when you go to a doujin shop and it's like there's the one piece section and it's like 80 percent so, like there's just shelves and shelves of it it's yeah. which means incredible. there's always new stuff to buy yeah, and there's dedicated events just for them. And, like, the Japanese, like, their fan events are crazy. They'll do these, like, little, like, rallies where you can go to all the different tables and get, like, a little postcard that they all made. And then they do, like, lotteries where you can win, like, Zosan ba- bags and calendars. And, like, it's incredible. They're they're so dedicated. And yeah. Japanese fan events are really fun to go to because unlike american ones where it's like these big displays and you're selling like 30 different prints and keychains and blah a lot of times the japanese they'll, they'll just have like their own little table and they'll have like one doujin and they'll just have a big stack of it and it's like this is what i'm selling mm-hmm. and and they sell stuff really cheap because mm-hmm. it's it's really about being fans rather than making a profit so it's just it's a really different experience when you go to like a Japanese fan convention and it's, Absolutely. it's really neat. And some of the little merch besides the doujin that you'll occasionally see, like the uh, unofficial like plates and things yeah. like that. So every so often I luck out when I when I hit some of the secondhand shops in Japan and find like, you know, like a Zosan mm-hmm. mug that a fan made. And you're like, this is awesome. gorgeous art. And also but also too, like it's similar with with Law and Luffy is they'll put them together on merch a lot because they know it sells. Absolutely. And like the Valentine stuff, there were like two different Valentine's designs. There was one with Luffy and Hancock, and then there was one with Zoro and Sanji, and they're like <laughs> eating whipped cream and strawberries together. And you're like, wow, okay, this is blatant. We're like, this is now canon. You have endor- th- you endorsed this. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, it's like obviously kind of it's the most mainstream pairing and when i think about it i think of like any romantic comedy always starts out with the two people hating each other (laughs) and i think that's why it's so appealing because it just feels so automatic and obviously too because they work really well together when they fight with like with when they fight together so it's like that dynamic of it's like oh i hate you but there's a there, I hate to bring up Homestuck, but there is a, like, Homestuck was so good for shipping because they had this term called a kismesis, which is basically, like, your soulmate, but, like, kind of like your hate soulmate, but, like, mm-hmm. you're still kind of in love with them in, like, a weird way. Sure. Um, yeah. I think of Zosan with that, how they're just, like, always getting on each other's nerves. But there's always a respect there. And you yes. and you see that no matter what, mm-hmm. they'll begrudgingly admit that they have faith in the other that the other person is strong or you know something along the lines where you see that level of respect whether they get along or not you always see that level of respect so to me that kind of just makes it even more of an appealing ship 
that, you know, they can still find positive things to say about one another, even though they bicker all the time. And what kind of disappointed me, though, was that, like, when they finally did meet again, there wasn't really any payoff to Zoro being, like, all upset that Sanji left. It was just kind of back to normal. Yeah, I kind of did want a little bit more about that, because when you when you think about the, the scene in Zoe, when he's kind of, like, listening mm-hmm. in a little bit there, you're like, okay... He's either going to maybe say something to Sanji when Sanji comes back or, or you know, some sort of a mm. reaction. I was kind of waiting for that, to be honest with you. I think not it's e- kind of like he knew he was going to come back. It yeah. wasn't like an Usopp situation where he's leaving. He said he was going to come back and Zoro had the trust in him to know that he would do that. Mm. That's fair. Mm, but also not even from like a shipping perspective. Sorry, Sophie, but just like a relationship. I feel like sometimes maybe Oda, like, because we didn't really see them bicker a lot until kind of like just a few chapters ago when they were like bickering about the sword. And I was like, oh yeah, this is the dynamic that they usually have. And sorry, Sophie, you wanted to say something? I would to say, did anyone ship Sanji with anyone else? Because if we only shipped him with Zoro, he would be pissed. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I put it a bit. I mean, like, I'm someone who thinks like, art of anything can be really cute I think mm. like the Sanami art is really cute yes um I uh, think like I ended up really liking pudding at the end of whole cake island and so I think they're cute which that scene with the me. kiss is absolutely yeah. phenomenal uh isn't she like 16 but I guess it is like cute but I I, I kind of like Sanji and Usopp a little bit because I I've just think it's that like one a around. cute dynamic yes I like I think it's just it's very cute Sanji and Viola is pretty good I mean uh, I do confirm that she did. She was with with um, Doflamingo for a little bit because she deserves so much better after that nonsense. Yes. Yeah, Ooh. that was in the SBS. I, I hate Oda for that. <laughs> yeah, that one was a little bit problematic. What happened? So there was this question about um, uh, Viola being involved with Dofi in some way, shape, or form, and it or, basically was like along she, the lines she calls of like, yes. She calls oh, yeah. him a nickname, oh. and so Oda's like, oh, yeah, they were, like, involved or something. Because Dressrosa like... is the land of passion, but you're like, yeah. oh, that she's sucks. dating him under duress, probably. Yeah, yeah. So... it's like, oh, this is weird. I don't like this. Yeah, Even that this. one was a little squicky. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah, that's think, yeah, that's why I think Viola and Sanji would be a good mix, because she's beautiful, and we know he likes her, and she deserves some, some, good, mm-hmm. some goodness in her life after that. Weren't there also people who like ship Sanji with like Gin? Oh yeah. Huh. Sounds, I don't get that. <laughs> yeah, neither do I. I was just it's saying like, I, I've yeah. just seen people do that. Yeah, there's I mean there's there's ships for anything. I think one of That's the we- weirdest ones I saw when I was at the last like the OP fan event in Japan, it was Zoro and Penguin. <laughs> and I was like, all right. <laughs> Whatever I, you're into, man. I read a fanfic once that was just like absolutely like they were like everyone has to be paired with someone and they would just go for it i straight up i definitely remember um god it was it was kid and bond clay i think it was <laughs> kid wears makeup <laughs> it was no. just like you know bond clay deserves better <laughs> yeah he definitely does for real um yeah and then i i was just going to i wanted to bring up doflamingo and crocodile because yes. doflamingo is always like picking on him in like a flirty yeah. way especially during marine ford yes where he's like oh are you like rejecting me whatever yeah. but and then especially though in the latest one piece magazine like oda <gasps> doing that drawing of oh, them God. like being like fashionistas together is yeah the, the, I, the tongue piercing was real fucky 
Oh, I know. (laughs) (laughs) Without a doubt. It's a, I love that ship. It's, it's so, it's like, even, it's like, they actually like hate each other, or at least Crocodile hates Doflamingo, yeah. which is makes they're it like the, they're like the bit of so dynamic. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah it's imagine, great. Imagine a warlord meeting where they both actually went, it would probably be like hectic. <laughs> yeah, I love well, I love like there's so much art of like them with like Mihawk mm-hmm. and like them being like awful and miserable and Mihawk just like being there like straight face like he's just like stuck there dealing with their crap. Mihawk puts up with so much shit with the rest of the warlords he's probably so super like has to be drunk at all these meetings. Uh, I guess I kind of also sorry also ship Mihawk and Shanks a little bit Yeah I see that one That one's good Uh, I was gonna say there was like an old Tumblr comic where they had Mihawk, Doflamingo, and Crocodile as like college roommates, and they would and <laughs> Doflamingo would just like constantly just break into Mihawk's storm and just torment him. <laughs> God, that sounds very That's, accurate. Mi- Mihawk likes crosses because he puts them up to try to keep Dofi away. <laughs> <laughs> Heavenly demon, get out of my house! <laughs> yeah. The power of Christ compels you. <laughs> oh, I was thinking. Uh, sorry, I was just going to mention real quick, especially I think Stampede brought this to a lot of people, but Smoker and Hina is really cute. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I, and, like, I'm... there's also some cover pages of them together. Mm-hmm. I I like them as co-workers. I've never shipped them, if only because when I was a young child and I watched Alabasta first, for the first time, it was Smoker and Ace, because I was like, oh, where there's smoke, <laughs> there's fire. And that has stuck in my head for 15 years. Yeah, <laughs> but now that means you have to ship Smoker and Sabo now. <laughs> Oh, yeah. There we go. He's got to pick up where his brother oh. left off. Yeah, no, it's Sabo Kuala, though. Yeah, Sabo Kuala. Oh, yeah. Sabo Kuala that. Perfect. Oh, yeah. If we go back to the shipping wars, is there any couple other than Usopp and Kai that people would say are the, like, the number one couple? Or can we all agree? Robin? Robin's pretty yeah, I'd up there. Yeah, I'd say Robin. As in, like, possibly canon, or... They wouldn't be canon. Oda's not going to do that with any of the characters. Yeah, but, like, yeah, if well, there was any... Straw hats. Straw hats he won't do anything with. Yeah. But I, was, I was just wondering, like, what you meant by, like, best or number one or whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, it's shipping wars. So, who's going to be fun? I'm putting out Usopp and Kaya. Oh. Yeah, probably. I mean, as far as, like, someone we could all agree on, that's probably yeah. it. Yeah. I could see old man Usopp, like... Like I mean, telling I tales to like, his kids. Like I, I think so much of like Usopp coming back to Surf Village and like him and Kai reuniting and him telling her like all the stuff he actually did. Uh, it'd be so sweet, in my heart. What if he comes back and Kai's like, "Here's your baby," and he's like, "What?" <laughs> I don't think so, though. Is anyone against the Frankie and Robin ship? No. no. I, I've, I mean, none of, uh, not me at least. I've seen some people against it because people. I've seen them ship Robin and Crocodile, which brings up the whole power thing. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, that's awkward. Actively seducing him, it's really, really awkward. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, I know Ash ships Robin and Jinbei, so he might have a problem with that. But that's the only person I can think of. Because <laughs> that yeah. one line where she yes. calls him handsome. <laughs> yes, and I was like, I could see it, but who knows. Yeah, it's but definitely it's not a Dojin that I would buy, but I definitely mm-hmm. don't have anything against it. I probably would buy, like, just, like, curiosity. <laughs> I'd be like, I would, all right. 
I would buy a Jinbei Dojin just because Jinbei's in it. And I'd be like, <laughs> yes, give him where he needs more merch. Because I, I have to look and, and see if they him. have any. I haven't seen any Jinbei Dojin, sure honestly. <laughs> Not that I'm actively <laughs> looking for it, mind you, but. <laughs> We saw a shark because uh, whale sharks are like not sharks or something. It's weird. No, they're not whales. Oh right? yeah, they're not. Whales. No, they're sharks. Yeah, they're sharks. Yes, they're not they're whales. Sharks, oh, not okay. Yeah, because okay. otherwise he wouldn't be a fish man because he would be a mammal. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be like a True. shitty mink, but like he'd be a mammal man. <laughs> mammal man. I have. I don't know if this is like. I don't read a ton of doujin. I just read a lot of fan fiction, and for <laughs> some reason, it's all like really tame. And I'm like, God, I don't know why these people aren't writing like super weird porn with the devil. <laughs> I'm like, this is literally like the series where you could just go wild and people are so tame about it. I, I hate that. I hate when they're like, oh, man, think about the things I could do. Has the most vanilla sex ever. I think it depends on who it is. Because yeah. if, it's, if, if, if it's Doflodile, it's like, no. Oh, no. Of course, because he has like his Dark Knight thing. So it's just like, hey, Dofi makes eight of himself and then goes at it. Yeah, but uh-huh. like sand is not the most sexy of power. <laughs> <laughs> sand in your underwear. Oh, Jill, have you written any fan fiction? Uh, nothing worth mentioning. So uh-huh. no. But I, I, I should. Uh, I've written loose up fan fiction, so yay! I like I, I will one woman army loose up into <laughs> existence. But you've not written sexy fan fiction. No. <laughs> if you had, I don't think you'd tell everyone. <laughs> Maybe you have. Ooh, my alps. No, I don't. If I ever wrote like actual porn, I would have to do it like anonymously. <laughs> There's no way. Like I would be so nervous. Even if I like wanted people to read it, I'd be like, no. Even the most vanilla. <laughs> Yeah, you have to go on Twitter and be like, did you see this new fan fiction writer? <laughs> yeah, be like, oh, it just happens to be... Uh, I just happened to find unlocked. her. Unlocked Pyrotess. <laughs> there we go. Uh, oh no, I've been hacked. Uh, Joe, at one point I was reading a Lalu fic, and at the end I saw it was dedicated to you. Uh, oh. So <laughs> I was like, ha Yeah, I, I, have a, I have a friend who writes fan fiction, and she's Aww. dedicated towards me. I wonder if people listening realized that this was going to go the the porn fan fiction route. It had to go there eventually. I would have been disappointed I've, in us. Uh, I've definitely read some. I haven't written any. If All you right, could well. see the collection I have in my bookshelf right now of those on, and I'm proud of it, darn it. I, pu- I pulled that on my model. This is going to be a pretty specific conversation, but Kelly, is there like a specific circle that you like? Or do you just go with whatever? I kind of go with whatever because I, I usually what I'll do is I'll just kind of be like, all right, I like the art. Cause you know, yeah. usually you can't open them. Um, right. and I'll be like, okay, this looks, looks look interesting. And for the most part, based on the art, I'm usually pretty satisfied, but there's, there's other ones that, that have different covers, but there's a couple, there's a couple circles that I definitely have more than one of, but I don't know if I really have a favorite. What about you? I really like Ichioku, who they okay. did, um, like, Pirate Ship Noah. Yeah, okay, I read all, And, mm-hmm. like, they're, but they're, like, 10 or 12 years old, so it's, like, mostly bit, that's why it's been so fun going to secondhand stores, because I'm just finding, like, these really old doujin and, like, collecting them, the which is a lot of fun. I have all the ones you're talking about in my, yeah, and in they're, my they're, yeah. yeah, I love them, so they're my favorite. Um, nice. There's a lot of new ones. I, I, a lot of people probably are familiar with Rue, 
who does a lot of really cute artwork and she's on Twitter and um, she does like Jen stuff too. So she does a lot of normal art, but she also does Zosan stuff and her stuff mm-hmm, is amazing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, nice. I, uh, I do sorry. Uh, I don't own like most Dojin. Um, I did pick up a Ben and Shanks one a couple years ago at AX and it was in like the 18 plus only thing. And man, you know what? They shared one kiss. And I was like, <laughs> I, was like I was like, ooh, how lewd. Uh, <laughs> that, I was going to mention that when we were talking about Shanks, that's another one. I like him with Beckman. I think it's mm. good. Yeah, it's good. But, you know, it's funny with with some of those that that'll still get put into an 18, because like if you look at some of the figures, for example, like, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll have like the adult version of figures. Mm-hmm. And there's uh, another uh, manga that I that I read that I'm, I'm a really big fan of. And there's a, a another a figure coming out for uh, 10 count, which is the one I read, which I'm a huge fan of. But what made it R18 was the male characters nipples were showing. That was it. Oh, really? They're fully clothed. He's sitting on his lap. It's, 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 a, it's a figure that's going to come out later on this year. Um, I've actually gone to two toy fairs in Japan just to mm. see it. But the thing that made it R18 was male nipples. So it's interesting, like, depending on the characters, what will make something R18 for Japan. And uh-huh. I think, you know, if it, if it, for kissing, because it was the two male characters, sometimes they'll flag it that way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh but uh, we're talking about like canon ships, and I just got reminded by Twitter that uh, Mr. Nine and Miss Monday had a kid. Yes. So that's at oh, least yeah. one real oh, ship. Yeah. <laughs> Does uh, anyone think that Zoro and Tashigi could become canon? Oh, uh, I wish. It would be very mm. cute. I used I to like it, but I kind of fell out of it. Mm. Zoro is like, I don't think he has room for any love in his life except for swords. Yeah. That's <laughs> true. Like, I just. Like, I could see most of the other crew maybe, like, getting, like, not in canon, but, like, I could mm. see their characters getting romantic relationships. But when it comes to actually, like, there's no way Luffy or, uh, I think, Zoro would actually. Well, Zoro's like Mihawk, right? Like, he's mm. just going to wander around with swords forever. Until yeah. a ghost girl turns up at his castle. Well, <laughs> yeah, and that's the funny thing, because once he started spending time with Corona, um, I actually kind of started to like that ship a little bit too uh with mm-hmm. Zoro. But honestly, yeah, I can't really see Zoro bothering. Yeah. Also but speaking of like cool. speaking of like straw hats, honorable honorable mention of uh Nami and Vivi. They're pretty yes. yeah. Oh yeah. Nami yeah, has such big lesbian cute. energy. Like <laughs> yeah. I'm so great. there for it. I uh, I've always had this dream of like <laughs> the end game of One Piece mm. is Nami settles down with uh, Vivi or Tashigi or whoever, mm. um, and she runs like a floating casino that, and all her employees are little like gremlin children she's adopted from like. <laughs> oh, I love that! Like Please. that's how I see her going out. It's like uh, it's like a mother caramel, but she actually treats them well. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, because she's always been good with kids. Um, mm. And I think there was a famous female pirate that ended up running casinos. So I was, like, uh, down with that. It's awesome. Uh, too, like, with, with Belmere, it's kind of like Mir's Belmere yes. adopting her exactly. and mm-hmm. Noriko. Um, speaking of Dojins, have have you, either of you had, like, or I guess anybody had, like, bought a Dojin and then, like, later on when you opened it up, you were like, oh, no, like, it was, like, bad. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. When the first time I went to Japan and I couldn't read any Japanese, I got a couple and I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. 
I did not realize you were going to turn one of these characters into a very, very little kid. Oh, we're going to oh, yeah, set that oh, on no. fire and not... never speak about that one again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's definitely, there's some great things about Japanese fandom and then there's some not so great things. And that's yeah. definitely one of them. It's there's... so hard finding Lalu Dojin that I want with the dynamic I want. Because I, yeah. like, obviously it's not, it would never be canon or in character for them to get together. But I want it to be as close to in character. Mm-hmm. And I'm so tired of seeing, like, Luffy be like, oh, la, like, swooning, like, little, like, pure, innocent Luffy. I'm like, are you serious? <laughs> like, look yeah. at this kid. There's a there's an artist that I saw a lot of in, while well, I was in Japan. And they, like, always draw Luffy looking like a very feminine girl. And I'm just like, but it, but he's still a boy. And I'm just like, oh, I don't like this. Yeah. All right. Um, well, we should probably spare Ed more of this. <laughs> yes. No, right, I've, been, I've been enjoying this more than you realize. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I was wondering if you, like, went out and got, like, tea or something. <laughs> I've got, I've, I've got a beer. I'm good. You want to throw in here? Yes. As a, as I'm surprised no one guest on the no. cast. <laughs> there, no one's mentioned Sabo and Koala like at all. No, we did. We did. We did. Okay, I must yeah. have. I, I must have stepped away. I love that yeah, one. Yeah. I, that's very cute. cute. It's very. I don't know. It's very sort of wholesome, which I yeah. which I enjoy. Yeah. It is. It's really yeah, good. I like their the dynamic of literally like a a revolution uh, a. Like, they're both revolutionaries, but one used to be a slave, one used to be a noble, uh, yeah. getting together to fight the man. Yeah. It's so good. It's good. I could see that being canon eventually, that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can see that, too. All right. Everyone good? Yeah. Yeah. yeah we good. All right. <laughs>